0: Welcome to Bristol and this is Bang Bang Podcast episode 79 I look at my piece of paper just to double check that um, Yeah, it's lovely to be here and we're well, lovely to be here I'm actually in my house so I've um, really got my choice where I am at the moment But yeah, oh, we are Bang Bang Podcast We're from Bristol as I've said already And we talk about wrestling and general other bits and bobs and, and bollocks And um, yeah, so Hello Last week, last week we covered um, Spring Stampede '94 with Morty from the Morty and Fitch Talk Bollocks podcast, which some of you may have come across. Um, apologies if you have come across that, because again, they they both said that that show was actually influenced by the early stages of this podcast. So um, yeah, again, a thousand apologies. Um, thank you again to Black Lakes for our stunning new theme tune. Black Lakes. Not Black Lace, as some people have got confused in the past. Definitely Black Lakes, and um, look out for them in the upcoming weeks and months on tour in the Southwest, in Wales. Um, definitely, yeah, thanks to Will and the guys. So, this week, uh, as you'll be able to tell by the description of the episode, um, we are covering, um, he looks at his bit of paper again, Backlash 2004.
1: That's how memorable it is, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you might recognize that voice. Um, it's the man formerly known as Uncle Dan, uh, from my previous co host, and at Twitter now on uh, Wins uh, Dan rest- Losses, uh, rest- oh, no.
1: Wrestling Rhymes is the Twitter, Dines. but yeah, Wins uh, Dan Losses Matter is the my, my little description of myself.
0: <laughs> Hello, mate, it's good to have you back on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you. It obviously shows that the last one wasn't that bad. I've been invited back on, so that's good.
0: Well, yeah, so (laughs) earlier on, uh, well, late last year, uh, Dan joined us to cover Degeneration X in your house, wasn't it? Indeed, yes. Lots of Butterbean action. (laughs)
1: Indeed. Um, Yeah, a disappointing lack of Butterbean on Backlash 2004. There was, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Lots of other stuff, at least.
0: yeah. Yeah. So obviously, keeping with the the, the reversal of last year's gimmick uh, this year, people are having to watch what I picked. Um, so again, all your complaints can be directed to me this time around. Um, but the um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. We, we, we as our, in our normal kind of normal gimmick, where we look at the top 10 from this time, um. In history. So in this case, we're back in 2004. I, I had a cursory look at 2004 and didn't see a lot. So we've we've scrapped the 2004 bit and we've chosen a better year. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Dan, obviously, you're 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 carrying out your ongoing crusade to keep up the tally of uh, DQ finishes on on Raw, Smackdown, Dynamite, NXT as well.
1: Absolutely. Yes. NXT. Yeah. NXT, well, sorry, NXT 2.0 to give it its full full title <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: or carry on wrestling isn't carry it? On, yeah, exactly absolutely <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah so they're up uh, as of today i think well f- uh, so 15 i think W. okay heads, as of uh, as of today so as we go into well, wrestlemania at time of recording so uh, oh yeah 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 so, spoilers uh,
0: so, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: yeah
0: anything uh, yeah anything we mentioned tonight that is, effect- uh, is affected by the wrestlemania main event and <laughs> yeah absolutely disclaimer there, yeah
1: yeah when when yeah, we won't talk about the fact that Cody Rhodes beats Roman reigns in a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes all the titles. Uh, WrestleMania night too Yeah
0: And then lots of Goldberg the, <laughs> Yeah exactly Yeah absolutely <laughs> So do you actually Sit through and watch These shows Or do you just go through And keep there Oh god the no oh, i
1: no, no, no. no I'd say, no, the, uh, Is an absolute <laughs> uh, Absolute godsend For this Because uh, yeah. also they, they do the hard work Of working out Whether something is a DQ Or a no content okay. That's the way I go by what they say Because yeah Otherwise it's com- Quite tricky to work oh, out What yeah. you would describe it as and, Good uh, lord But yeah absolutely So um, I, I certainly do not sit through the, uh, the WWE shows, I, and, uh, and, and to be honest, I also don't sit through Dark and Dark Elevation to see if they happen to sneak in a DQ every now and again because
0: it's that a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a long watch. Yeah, yeah. I went out. I what I started? I uh, was watching um, Dynamite on the Fight app a few weeks ago, and I think I went to bed. Just switched my TV off. Didn't necessarily switch off the Fight app. And then um, it was when the kids were away. So I woke up next morning, didn't turn the TV on, and then I turned the TV on about two o'clock in the afternoon, and it was still, it was still <laughs> playing. It was obviously it wasn't the same episode, but.
1: If it was dark, if it was like uh, not dark, if it was elevation or dark elevation, you would be hard, be hard pushed to work out which episode it was. <laughs> yeah, like, that was it. Yeah. yeah, It's the same thing over and over again, isn't
0: it? I've had about about sixteen, seventeen hours worth of uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, yeah, you, you could switch it on, and we were watching the ring. Would have, you'd have no actual frame of reference of what time that was from or what kind of. But a lot of people, again, I, I don't watch uh, dark or elevation, but they seem to be generally squash matches under squash matches but yeah, no, you know a really.
1: huge amount in uh, to be fair that they are a lot shorter now than they used to they, i mean they used to have sort of like 27 matches on an episode or you're like three hours of dark elevation this is unwatchable yeah. but i mean no i i'm a massive w uh, massive aw fan but don't watch dark and dark elevation most of the time it just feels sort of pretty inessential but uh but yeah i think it's sort of it's got its fans who literally just enjoy a squash match which you know yeah, a good squash match can be, a, can be a good thing sometimes.
0: Well, that's the thing. You think back to, again, pre-RAW, pre-Nitro. Again, most of the things you would see would be generally squash matches. Squash matches for weeks and weeks. You might have won actual proper competitive match. Um, and a lot of people kind of go back, hark back to that period of being, I suppose we were just conditioned to watch it that way back in those days. There wasn't the kind of, whereas now, yeah, if, if RAW was an hour of, squash
1: (laughs) matches i mean well i don't know i i I do wonder if they'd be better off doing that sometimes because like they they instead of squashing like you know there's no sort of barry horowitz's of this this day like yeah they don't have that on well what they do is they pay lots of money to actual stars originally to then become those people so i think again spoilers i think last night's raw was it the whatever they call now the vikings lost in 32 seconds to almost and you like, well how has that helped anybody really but actually if they if they just had almost actually squashing some jobber that would have been much more fun to watch i think that, So that, I, I, that think, I think squash world. matches my... uh yeah i think yeah i think so <laughs> the, the viking raiders were squashed <laughs> by almost <laughs> so,
0: oh good lord
1: so uh so yeah i, I think I, I think they'd be better off having some uh some hammerneggers, as they were, as Bobby used to call them, and uh, and have them squashed every week can be much more entertaining.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose if you look at Wardlow on AEW.
1: Yeah. At the start again. of that, and he was doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, and again, you think back to when you have had like I don't know not a good example at the moment, but when Ryback first came in, Ryback would squash people. Even though I remember the Viking Raiders when they first come onto Raw, they they had weeks and weeks and weeks of just wrestling random people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like, what is this leading to? Like. um, Again, and like now, I suppose nobody, the way it's booked is that nobody gets squashed. I mean, people might lose every week, but they still get a bit of offence in, and that doesn't necessarily make the winner look that strong, because you're not wanted to make whoever gets beaten look that weak, weak either, yeah. I suppose. Well, so the, you know, the old 50-50 booking. It's cliche.
1: When, well, certainly, WWE seem to do this more than anyone. They're able to 50-50 book, not just in terms of wins and losses, but also in the match itself 50 yeah. <laughs> like it 50 book a single match so it's uh, it's bizarre but uh and and it's, it just doesn't seem to work in terms of getting people over really that's that's the thing that's no. I, don't, I don't really understand why they keep sort of persisting with it but and it would also be cheaper for them if they just got random people to come in and get beaten up by by whoever it is Madcap Moss, one week. <laughs> 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 he's
0: got he's, he's Oh, he, he might have. Yeah. Uh, as when this episode is released, he may have had a stir. He's not. He's not actually wrestling it. WrestleMania is his. He? Um, his mate. He's
1: wrestling. Uh, oh, Corb- yeah, Corbin. Happy Corbin's Happy wrestling. Corbin, isn't yeah. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre. Oh, but, local, I mean, <laughs> relatively local hero, Drew McIntyre.
0: Well, yeah. We'll, we'll finish our bashing of the current product for a few minutes <laughs> yeah. in a moment. If you think we talk about oh WWE don't make new stars. Last WrestleMania, uh, Lashley and McIntyre felt like a good match. It was a good match. This yeah, year, yeah. a year on.
1: <laughs> Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah. So Lashley. So yeah, McIntyre is facing yeah Corbin, which just feels like the the death knell of anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, and I think actually Lashley, I think, is facing almost, isn't he? Yeah, I that. All that network, yeah. So. Um, yeah. and again you have to feel like that's not going to work for one of them no it's, it feels like that it took them sort of 20 years to put, pull the trigger on someone like Lashley and then he just Finished very quickly it, it yeah. seems very bizarre yeah.
0: but, uh, but there we go yeah we stand corrected if these matches turn out to yeah classics
1: yeah, yeah. If, 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 if when this comes out almost like hit a 360 splash off the top and, and won his match then yeah absolutely we'll fit. be looking like,
0: very daft <laughs>
1: we will, <Yeah>. we will.
0: <laughs> so so the top 10 i picked is from the birthday of one of the main stars of this pay-per-view randy orton I, this depresses me greatly that i'm actually older than randy orton um and it feels like i've watched randy orton wrestle for a lot of my life and, i think a lot of yeah. people feel like that about Randy Orton. oh yeah 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 he's only well he'll be he well at the time this comes out he'll be 41 randy orton so that's quite scary he was actually born on april fool's day in 1980
1: that's A joke that's gone on too long, isn't
0: it? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, actually, so that means you'll be 42 when this comes out. So, my maths yeah. is not particularly great. Um, so yeah, this is, a, I think, this is a, a sterling top 10. Um, but again, we'll see some of these songs might resonate with you, some of them might resonate with old people like Glenn Abbott. Um, these <laughs> Glenn was probably fighting people down a discotheque to some of these songs, so um. Number ten is King slash Food for Thought by UB40.
1: So I don't know that song specifically, but obviously UB40. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, no, I, the I, I UB40.
0: <laughs> they were, I, I can't. I can't stand UB40. They were good back. I mean, this period. That is a good song. People will of a, a discerning or people old people will recognise that song. It's a. It's quite a recognisable song. And the first album, I think, it was good. The old man had the first album. So number nine is uh, Sexy Eyes by Dr Hook
1: It <laughs> sounds good <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know Dr Hook are, I do
1: know I do know Dr Hook again okay. I don't know Sexy Eyes as a song but it <laughs> <laughs> already sounds good
0: <laughs> yeah uh, number eight is Turn It On Again by Genesis
1: okay I do know that one yeah. have
0: yeah. you got a a position on Phil Collins? Are you?
1: um I, I I wouldn't call myself a fan. I'll be honest. But uh, well, actually, to be fair, musically, okay. As a person, he seems to be a bit of a lunatic. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so my wife, I think, is quite a big fan of uh, of Genesis generally. So uh, I've I've been subjected to it of Genesis every now and again.
0: Yeah, I can remember watching a documentary about Genesis years ago, and it was it seemed to be that you had the, they're all like sort of quite posh public school boys Peter Gabriel. I, fucking, I can't fucking stand Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Yeah, he lives in Bath, which sums him up, really. <laughs> um I, yeah, and, and it was like they were all quite a public school boards. And Collins was a bit more of a kind of rough around the edges, East End. He
1: was he was the hard nut of the group.
0: I think he? he was, yeah, Phil <laughs> Collins. So I'm actually surprised he's never been in East End is Phil Collins. You could see him turning yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, he's he, he, been a, a Mitchell uncle, couldn't he? Definitely.
0: Mm, definitely. Um Number seven is a song called Poison Ivy by the Lambrettas, which I have no idea nope. of that song at all. No. And uh, Stomp by the Brothers Johnson. No.
1: Again, I'm, again, I'm going to have to go no on that one. I'm, ple- I'm, I'm pleading that this is f- three years before I was born, which I know is a terrible reason to not know music. But, uh, but I wasn't up on the, the current trends in April that year.
0: So Together We Are Beautiful by Fern Himes. I might
1: like, have made that name up.
0: That's a good song. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to sing it, but... Uh, I'll take your word that. on that one, yeah. Is it Fernheims? Feren- no, Fernkinney. I don't know if we've got Fernheims. If now it says Fernkinney, does that mean anything? No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think so. No, like... I
1: think I prefer Fernheims, actually. Yeah,
0: Fernheims, like... yeah. Uh, Turning Japanese by The Vapors. Uh,
1: no, they're, they're, that one is good, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, good. It's. I know it. Let's put it that way
0: yeah i think it is no, that,
1: that is one that if it, it comes on in the uh, in, in, in the indie club i love a bit of that <laughs>
0: <laughs> um number three working my way back to you uh by the detroit spinners
1: okay that's a song that feels like it's much older than 1980 it, it, it may
0: be very released yeah. possibly yeah um dance yourself dizzy by liquid gold yeah, sure dizzy, dee, 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 dee. Something like that. I had To make yeah, it up, but, that might not uh, be the song, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is a song. It is a song. And uh, number one is uh, Going Underground. Slash... Oh, okay. There is go. it double? have like, it may be a double A side oh. with Dreams of Dreams of Children. That sounds bad, but I think that was the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's that... Dreams of Children, yeah.
1: Yeah. Slightly dodgy uh, end end song there, but no, no, that's an absolute classic. Yeah. Jam.
0: I can't ever see enough. Uh, you know, get those uh, memes on Twitter. Or those people on Twitter who, have you know, post pictures of Paul Weller and Ronnie Wood saying like, "Oh, <laughs> just down for tea with my nan and my auntie," that kind of thing. <laughs>
1: so he's got Paul Weller's got a lot of lookalikes on the internet. I think he's uh, just, there's a lot of yeah, slightly elderly women I think as well who are just definitely are Paul Weller. Maybe.
0: I um, I was reminded. I think I might be. we will document this now on the podcast. I might have Alzheimer's. <laughs> But I um I was watching something on I end up watching these things on Friday nights on Channel Five like the <laughs> the best songs of 1983 and things like that and um I was messaging a mate of mine about it, it was something to do with style council I think or it was well related and he said about a time when we went to Butlins in the in the 2000s for someone's birthday or one of these weekends which you know people go on sometimes. Apparently, I got thrown off a stage by a bouncer whilst watching, um, like, a, a jam tribute band. Uh, <laughs> I have no, literally, no recollection of that at all. I, it, it may have been related to the booze, but I, I think I'd, I can't, I can't even remember being on that weekend. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I feel, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to know the backstory about that one a bit more.
0: Because hmm. uh, I remember I met, I, I think it must have been after that, I got on stage with Lamal. <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that
1: <laughs> the classic butlin's weekend gone wild
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah
1: i mean those were the days but yeah so <laughs> I, I mean should, i was gonna say i seem to remember on the previous show that i was on you were talking about the fact that you knew one of the teletubbies or you'd met one of the teletubbies possibly at butlins at some point oh they so did yeah. It, yeah, so, yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah so you know so it's clearly clearly the place to go to uh to either meet the famous people or get thrown off the stage.
0: Well, I, well we went. Uh, I've been there quite a lot. I haven't been there in, in, I've, I've been there in. I've been there with the kids in recent years. But um, one of the other years, we went for someone's stag weekend or something like that. We went to Butlin's for a stag weekend. I don't know, but somebody.
1: They've got uh, the best strip clubs, haven't they, Butlin's? The... In Minehead, yeah,
0: that's the place <laughs> to go. It's Las Vegas of the uh, West Country. <laughs> Minehead. Um, but somebody threw something, or somebody did some damage to the wall in one of the rooms. And it was in one of the, I can't remember his name, it was booked in. But he was worried about getting done for damage. So he went and got some, we, we suggested that he kind of touched the wall up himself and did it. <laughs> so he did, but I, I don't know why, but he got like a, a, a set of watercolours and started touching up <laughs> the wall. So, yeah. I, so. Hope they,
1: I hope they left that there. and said <laughs> yeah. a Work of modern art. <laughs> The, the Banksy of Minehead.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, oh,
1: the, the,
0: when you go back to these sort of 80s, it's the top 10s generally, I mean, that looked better on paper than it did actually when I read it out, When <laughs> be brutally honest. Um, There's
1: a good mix of stuff in there, though. Like, I, I, I didn't know a few of them, but, like, yeah, quite a good yeah. mix of stuff, which you, you don't get that so much. No. Certainly, and actually, as you said, looked at the 2004 one for when mm. this background was on. And no idea what most of those were, and they all sounded very similar from... For my lack of knowledge of them but yeah they're a great sort of yeah range of well, stuff in the 80s
0: i'm pitching to the demographic on our um analytics the listener age is i think it's like 45 to 60 so
1: so you're with the nxt <laughs> yeah, 2.0
0: right yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and bang bang podcast that's the yeah
0: i'll be i'll be taking my top of later on as well <laughs> for the <laughs> <laughs> that'll just be for dan though because obviously this isn't going say, yeah, i'm not sure i'm happy so. about this at all <laughs> <laughs> uh i think, so uh, i haven't watched i listened to um a work in progress every night again which is glenn's uh podcast um and they cover nxt 2.0 and nxt uk and they, they go through that and yeah it, it sounds fairly um <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I, nxt 2.0 i, I don't well, I don't watch. I tend to listen to podcasts about it because it's actually quite entertaining to listen to people talking about it. Yeah. And every now and again, I'll go and look at one of the clips and stuff. And yeah, it just seems it's it's so bizarre. It, they're clearly trying to well get for the the sort of early twenties market, and instead they've got right on the early sixties market yeah <laughs> it's, it's just so bizarre
0: <laughs> it's strange isn't it because again they keep again they seem to be sort of trying to tailor it towards that more sort of teenage age, age group but obviously it doesn't seem to be hitting no with that age group does it it tends <laughs> to be hitting with the dirty old men age group yeah, yeah hitting with sort of
1: vince mcmahon bruce pritchard yeah age group, funnily enough. yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> it's uh it's very bizarre and nxt uk i don't know right it's, I don't, how about still a thing i'm not but actually i was oh, at yeah. uh, i was at progress this weekend because they're, they're sort okay. of like up and running and they had their 10th anniversary show and they had um Ilya dragunov was on and he had his nxt uk championship and I was like, oh, yeah, i've completely forgotten that was still a thing to be honest so um but yeah it's obviously still going but I'm not sure to what end
0: <laughs> yeah i mean because is that when did when did um jonathan gresham win the title
1: uh, yes, that was a couple of weeks ago. So he 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 was at the show. I was at as well, hmm. def- defending that. So which, which, there's this great sort of mix of stuff going on on and progress at the moment because obviously progress is this. It's linked to WWE. It's all on the net. Well, supposedly all on the network. The last couple of shows I went to, Anthony GoGo is not one of them, uh, which is obviously AEW guy. Yeah. Their women's champion is. I've forgotten her name, but she's from Impact. You've got Gresham is their champion, and he's the Ring of Honor champion. So yeah, it's sort of all over the place at the moment. this business.
0: It seems to be apart from I don't think this has really changed as the last time I was on back in, in end of December. But apart from WWE, every bit, everything else seems to be very kind of fluid, and everybody's kind of intermingling. And yeah, the absolutely. Old, yeah. <laughs> I'm a 43 year old man who doesn't really know what multiverse means, but it seems to be like that kind of. Everybody could turn up somewhere different in, uh, apart from
1: yeah, the if people an area. Ad- <laughs> if you're in WWE, you're stuck in WWE. But other than yeah. that, it seems to be, yeah, everyone goes everywhere now. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It can be quite confusing at times, but it's uh, it's good to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, right, let's get to the show then. So, um, April the 18th, 2004 was Backlash, obviously Backlash 2004, funnily enough. Um a little bit of the background about where we kind of are in terms of wrestling history. So we've just come off of WrestleMania twenty, um, which was where obviously Eddie and Chris Benoit won the world titles. Um The Rock came back for for a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> before they <laughs> before they forgot to renew his contract or whatever it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he became the most famous person in the world.
0: Yeah. Um that was where Trish turned on Jericho, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Molly Holly got her head shaved <laughs> by Victoria. yeah. Um, and it was the end of kind of Goldberg, Lesnar and Austin, pretty much. Uh, well, as we get to this, Austin left literally, I think two days before this pay-per-view yeah. took place. So there's some pretty big departures and maybe looking to, to build some new stars in some way. But yeah, um, so this pay-per-view... As I turn my page over the notes for the professionalism obviously, has, has improved greatly <laughs> on the show every some weeks. So the intro then. So the intro is kind of recaps WrestleMania, basically, in that you've got Benoit and Michaels and Triple H kind of talking about how they're going to win, you know, and Chris Benoit talking about he's got lightning in the bottle.
1: Yeah, they love that phrase, Evans, don't they? I, I think "lightning in a bottle" was the most used phrase throughout the entire two and a half hours of this show. It was—I I wasn't sure where that had come from, but it was obviously the thing they'd latched onto for this this particular show.
0: Yeah, well, that was the kind of the, the in in the buildup, was and then I think there's a bit of Orton and phony sort of stuff as well so i oh, actually we'll, we'll run through the cards before we uh before we start so we've got uh, the main event of with, with the triple threat rematch from wrestlemania which was michael's triple h and benoit uh edge versus kane which yeah we'll get to that later <laughs> um the exciting tag match of uh la resistance versus um hurricane in rosie
1: a true
0: headline match, I think we'll all agree. <laughs> um, the um, Foley versus Dorton for an IC title. I've forgotten, actually. Where are we? We are um, Victoria versus Lita. We've got uh, Jericho versus Trish and Christian in a handicap match. Um, Coach versus Tajiri <laughs> in a gouge your eyes out match. Um, Shelton versus... Nate, Triple, uh, Ric Flair. You know that was just a match, wasn't it? It's was a good match, but yeah. Um,
1: yes, yeah, so it was and, good, good, clean fun with the opening with a Ric Flair match, closing with a Chris Benoit match. You know, we've got. Yeah, I mean, not, problem- no, not
0: no, problematic not at all. It's
1: felt the whole thing.
0: No, no. So that that was the first match. We got Jr. and Lawler on commentary, and it's a Raw only pay per view. What, what did you, were you a fan of the single really, branded pay per views?
1: I think I, I actually always thought they were quite a good idea because you actually, they gave time to actually build up the stories on the, the relative uh, brands. Because you've got three hours of Raw every week. You probably actually need a,
0: mm.
1: a single pay-per-view to to represent all that three hours worth of work. And it actually made them actually do some stuff on Raw. to uh, to. Whereas now, sort of these days, they're obviously sort of building up to what, half the number of matches still on the three-hour show, which is why you get, I think, some of the filler we were talking about earlier. But the problem is you do, basically you ended up with what a pay-per-view almost every two weeks, didn't you, at one point, which was just... But when it got to its height, which was obviously was too much. Mm. No, I, I was quite. I like the idea of having. Um, like if you're going to have a brand split, split it. I, I never really understand the yeah. point of having having the brand split and then not having them split properly, which is sort of where we are now. Um, and it sounds like they you know, they may well go away from that from what they're what people are saying at the moment going forward. Mm. But yeah, I, I actually always quite liked the idea of the uh the the splits pay per views. But yeah, they just did too many of them, which just I think led to uh, the fatigue. That then they got rid of those.
0: Yeah, I mean nowadays you could see. I definitely they barely got enough people to cover two brands these days.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, that's they sort of streamline, and and, and that that worries me actually. If they do get rid of the uh, the brand split after this WrestleMania, they um, I'm, I'm really worried about what happens to quite a lot of the wrestlers because i mean they've got a limited roster already but if you go down to the same roster on smackdown and raw it's going to be sort of roman reigns becky lynch nobody else for five <laughs> hours <that laughs> so so yeah i'm really worried about some of the people on there um
0: there's only so much missed tv you can have
1: absolutely absolutely they've got to be very careful of that so uh so yeah I, I thought it was quite quite good the way they did this before uh, if you're going to split the brands do it properly
0: yeah and like you say keep it keep it separate don't have you know again in recent times when they when they tried to do it it kind of almost
1: so stop- the, wi- the wild card rule they had at
0: one yeah time. Like- yeah they kind of start off with good intentions and then after you know you might get i don't know eight nine months even a year maybe and then obviously when it gets around royal rumble and the survivor series the one night a year both <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah.
1: yeah, it's yeah. The one night a year apart from the other 30 nights a year where people can face each other from different brands yeah but the other thing is like it keeps things a bit fresh like you actually get people you don't you know, you keep certain people apart and then when they do transfer brands you actually get some new matches like but yeah they, they sort of have their they've got this ability to create their own sort of monday night wars equivalent where people can transfer from one to the other and they just never seem to really no So just move people every two or three weeks and ruin the surprises, basically.
0: Yeah, and again you got to the point now where most people you've kind of again, both brands are pretty much the same. So if you see again Happy Corbin turn up on Raw, like yeah, no, well, no,
1: no one's going, Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the Red Blue Divide
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And even again back when NXT was considered a kind of serious thing rather than what it is now. It was, again, if somebody turned up, like that was the big thing after WrestleMania, was the call-ups, wasn't it, from NXT? It was great. But people see, turning up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You certainly don't get that buzz from someone from Raw to SmackDown. Uh, no. And haven't had that for, well, ever? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like, I can't uh, go back as far as this backlash and say whether it was exciting when people turned up on Raw when they were actually SmackDown guys. But uh, I suspect it wasn't quite the same thing.
0: No. Again, apologies if Tony D'Angelo turned up on Raw. <laughs> Like after Wrestlemania and beat, uh, beat Brock Lesnar for the title
1: I mean I would love that That
0: would.
1: Be <laughs> yeah. he, I say he's one of my guilty pleasures I'm not, saying that, going back early like I don't watch NXT 2 but, no, but I will tend to go and watch the uh, the YouTube clips of Tony Giangio because I think he's yeah. hilarious like proper sort of Duke the Dumpster Drosy sort of character isn't he like going back to that Friar and era of wrestling <laughs>
0: would you rather have these young guys come in if they would just come in as just generic wrestling like it's not very interesting, is it really? If you give him a daft
1: gimmick... It's I mean, much more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is is that those guys, are, they're never going to go because they don't do that in the main roster anymore. No. I can't imagine De- <laughs> D'Angelo being on a WrestleMania headliner. but Or <laughs> who else is on there at the moment? I can't remember who else is on there even at the moment. He's
0: <laughs> one guy who sticks in my mind. He's Tony D'Angelo, I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he, he is the standout, isn't he? Because he's just such a sort of caricature. But yeah, you're like if they can't actually build young guys, then you may as well do hilarious sort of characters, I suppose. And, uh, you know, people might like it if they're over 60, I suppose. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: obviously the Mafia is such a big thing now, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> up, With the kids. America these days, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I like so, I think. Yeah. They obviously like, They've watched The Sopranos about twenty years after it's actually come out. And like, oh, this is a new thing, and that—that's what they're going for. It's they're yeah. always so far behind the uh, the actual trend. Well, yeah, well, you know, Peaky Blinders, which we've yeah. seen, uh, whatever his name is, Pete Dunn, what have they called Butch. him, Butch. Butch. <laughs> said, yeah, there you go, Peaky yeah. Blinders, because yeah, you know, they've suddenly decided that's a thing. Brilliant.
0: Oh, I find it quite impressive. Obviously, in the when people have already been on wwe tv like that again this will get bogged down in this stuff but like the <laughs> yeah. stuff with with walter obviously now being called gunter and pete dunn being called butch like they've already been on i'm sure pete dunn's been on pay-per-views he's he been on the, he's
1: been in the royal rumble and stuff like. yeah
0: that. It's, same it's, as walter
1: pete Dunne. yeah absolutely
0: yeah so when he turns off on about to go. no this is this is butch yeah
1: it's one <laughs> half one half of the and half the
0: bushwhackers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean if you'd never seen him before, you know, then
1: fair enough, but
0: yeah, it um, <laughs> just seems to be inviting fucking ridicule and but I think, again, yeah,
1: I think they like that, don't they? They get the attention. That's the, that's all what they go for is the the clicks yeah. and it it works. You like we're talking about it now. They like, we can yeah. and I, I, I we can and I do mock them all the time, but that's what they sort of want is they get the attention.
0: If Pete Dunn would have turned up stood next to Sheamus in, uh what's his name? Rich Holland in a silly hat. And just, oh, this is Pete Dunne, our friend. Yeah. People have been like, Ugh. Yeah, been but no, but... we give him a stupid name. It's like yeah, everybody's talking about <laughs> Absolutely, it yeah. because of the name. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. <clears throat> so obviously the, we're in Chris Benoit's hometown. We are. Um, and, Which uh, apparently wasn't really planned. It was more like a kind of coincidence that they were, they booked their lead. It wasn't like some big master plan. He was going to win at WrestleMania and then the pay-per-view after was going to be in his home day. It was kind of more of a coincidence. I certainly um, believe that, but they wouldn't have
1: planned it. Oh yeah, they wouldn't either. have planned it, no. <laughs> but,
0: no. And it was um in the build-up to this. we had I think, was it Chris Benoit Day on this day or it's was Chris Benoit Day? It was announced by Edmonton as Chris Belmoire Day. It
1: was, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Not, Poor old Edmonton. They must have had to find a different day at that point. Yeah, I before. think so. Yeah. I don't know what they have now instead, but you'd hope they found an alternative.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, he, gets,
1: he is so. Like, Every mention of his name here is just received yeah. a massive pop everywhere. It? Sort of, it's one of those things. Like, it's quite uncomfortable to watch now, but he was so over at that point.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, we'll, we'll get to his match later on. So the first match then so is Shelton Benjamin versus Ric Flair. So, a, a bit of a kind of background around this. Obviously, Shelton's still resting today. Are we 20? No, not 20, are we? We're 18 years down the line, but he's still going today. Um,
1: There's an amazing number of people on this show who are still yeah. going one way or another, actually. We're, one way so, or another, so, yeah. And we'll yeah. Get, there, get there again with some of them.
0: So, this isn't that time period where Shelton got this kind of, um, not, I wouldn't say a mega push, but a sizable push for a few months. So, he was. Just before, I think three weeks before this, the week after WrestleMania, they announced the first ever draft lottery. So they had the draft before it was that the GMs made the picks. This was kind of done by random. And Shelton was drafted in that to Raw from SmackDown. Um, and the first night, basically his first week on Raw, he ended up getting into a bit of a disagreement with Evolution. I mean, Batista kind of sort of bullying him backstage, and then Triple H came and just nailed him in the back of the head. Um which then led to uh, him wrestling Triple H uh, for kind of two weeks in a row, winning both times, which, again, at that point, Triple H losing on, well, losing ever.
1: You well, said this is the middle of the reign of terror. It? <laughs> it was, losing was, was very rare at this point.
0: It was pretty rare. But, yeah, they seemed to be given, and he was, again, he was kind of, as we get through this pay-per-view, there was, like, the group, so obviously there was Shawn Michaels, Benoit, Mick Foley, and then Shelton Benjamin. He was kind of in that group, getting the rub from those guys as well uh so it was um it, it seemed to be getting a and this is but really for this kind of sort of two or three months this sort of push happened and then it kind of vanished
1: <laughs> yes yeah, and, and it's it happened a couple of times with benjamin did i think over his career it was like we can build yeah. up build up, and then nothing because and he sort of basically then became their ladder match spot monkey yeah. basically over the years and that's massively disrespectful because he's superb in those matches but yeah this i think this is the point where if they did, they were ever going to push him more than it was here like yeah as you said he's beaten triple h a couple of times um he was involved in some stories with the big yeah with the whole evolution with a couple of other people i think as well um but yeah just never quite seemed to to push him i, I don't know if they push, uh, the story is always the personality side of it but actually well, i was quite impressed that in the build-up to this, the videos I saw and, and everything on this backlash, he actually seemed quite like he was sort of quite charismatic, Benjamin. I think he looked like he could really have beaten that that star, but they obviously just didn't quite uh, quite trust him enough for one reason or another.
0: Yeah, that was always kind of, if you listen to various people, that was always a knock on him that he didn't have that kind of connection with the crowd when he was in the ring. Um, but, I mean, again, at this point, yeah, so he's... He has a matches with uh, with Triple H and then sort of takes a beat down from Evolution and gets busted. A lot of blood in this time <laughs> yes, period. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I kind of forgot about that, but it was a lot of blood in this time period. Um, and also no, it's like, I I don't think I don't think I was watching that much in this time period, but I didn't realise that uh, Johnny John Morrison, Johnny Impact, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Nitro, he was like Bischoff's apprentice.
1: So that comes up later, actually. But I was confused by that. And as he he had his arm in his sling, talking to Mm. him it was was Edge, isn't it? Where he's talking to later. Yeah, he's like his sidekick, basically. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: but that's where he got the name. Because apparently, when he started, he was again, I watched some of the rules leading up to this. I think he was Johnny Spade, sort of for some reason. And then Bischoff, they went through different names. And Bischoff ended up calling him Johnny Nitro because of, obviously, WCW. Um, and he used to come out to the Nitro theme as well.
1: Okay, I don't know that. Was his that. that's brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I never twigged later on, obviously, when it was Eminem. I never twigged. I mean, he was just called Johnny Nitro. I never twigged why he was called, or how he got the name Johnny Nitro. It's from Bischoff. He must, so... have,
1: must be the person with the most gimmicks ever, John Morrison I'm trying to think of anyone who's had more... So yeah. name changes, like, yeah. He yeah, his name every time he like. I, I'm surprised in this time when you know going backwards between Raw and SmackDown. He didn't change his name every time he went to a different show. What
0: was he? obviously we had John. Well, we'll go for Johnny Spade. <laughs> I don't know what Johnny Spade. Called. And maybe maybe Triple H might give him that name. I don't know. Probably. But the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Um. Johnny Spade, Johnny Nitro, John Morrison. Yeah. And then.
1: And it was after Johnny... he left WWE, he just went like, wherever, whichever promotion he was in. It was just like, so was yeah, Johnny Impact, Johnny, what a comment book is literally brave name. I think it was
0: Johnny Johnny Mundo in
1: Johnny Mundo. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he, he's, I think he's got another one recently. I think he's just started going out think... again. He's got a different name again. I think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well, i us tell you, uh, yeah, I'm not going to change the first name. I'll keep the Johnny. We'll
0: yeah, change, yeah. I mean, his yeah. so, I mean, real name is John, isn't it? As well, so. Yeah.
1: Like, don't yeah. have to remember a different name.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- this is, I mean, so Shot and Benjamin's 28 at this point. Rick Flair's 55.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I thought uh, when Flair came out, he looked a lot older than 55, I have to say. He did, didn't he? And then, Yeah. And then I suppose that's sort of his been his thing, right? He's always looked about 20 years older than he actually is.
0: Yeah. Because this is, I mean, this is. 12 years post 92 obviously where he won the royal rumble yeah and he looked again he's always looks 50 hasn't he?
1: Well, you go back to when he was like being harley race and stuff at stark yeah he still looked about 50 at that point mm. some of these. <laughs> like i think he was just born old and then just stayed that age for ages <laughs> i think it
0: was that hair as well he yeah was, like, he always had like the sort of white hair
1: yeah
0: yeah he would look i mean he would look strange with like you know ginger hair i mean
1: Oh, they should have tried that. You
0: should have tried that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what did you think of the match?
1: It's actually quite good fun, this match, isn't it? Like, it's a good it, match. Like, yeah. like, You're looking at it and you think, oh, this is not going to be anything. And, but actually, Benjamin's very impressive. Flair's doing classic Flair stuff throughout. And, like, it, it's actually a perfect Rick Flair match in lots of ways. It, 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 the only way he's going to beat Benjamin is by poking him in the eye. Yeah. Doing all, the, all the the dirty tricks. And yeah, they sort of actually seemed to work very well together, I thought. No, the only thing that was a bit disappointed was the ending. The, the whole bit with yeah. the Nux didn't work, did it? It was quite hard to work out what was supposed to be going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to watch it because I, I, I think they cocked it up.
1: Yeah, it looked like they'd done something because even, like, even the commentators couldn't quite save it by trying to explain what happened because they, I think they'd thought it was coming later or something had gone very wrong.
0: Yeah, so he, t- he tries to get like, brass knuckles out and then he drops them and he goes to the corner for some reason and then and shot an you up with a clothesline off the top rope yeah. to win. Not really a traditional
1: guy. No, of a, exactly. Very, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I thought it was, was sort of really good. I, the other thing was another match where flair puts the figure four on and doesn't win with the figure four like one of the uh the least effective finishing moves in yeah. history. despite the considering battle, it's yeah so legendary yeah <laughs> the man is one... the ever won with it
0: yeah yeah well I, there was one match i don't know if it was that starcade 83 match against Harley race where he went to the top rope and hit like a uh double axe handle from the top rope
1: well because that was his thing was it like he, 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 but he never hit it, it repeatedly go to the top rope and fail yeah right?
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and they'll, again, they'll get the old get thrown over the top rope get up run along the apron and then get nailed off the other side <laughs> of the apron. Like, <laughs> all those spots yeah yeah but yeah no, i know i mean it's a good match and again it's kind of i think after this benjamin went on the feud with orton i think for a little bit i think i think he got injured
1: does he win the Incident Continental title at some point this year? I know he does go on to win it at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah, he said it, it sort of, this really feels like they're about to push him in a really big way. And it obviously doesn't quite go that way for it, one way or another. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really sort of good clash of sort of ages and styles this match.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose, I mean, if you, I think he did a few, you might have beat Orton and lost it. I, I, I can't remember now.
1: Orton... He definitely because Orton obviously loses, because we've gone to it, but he's I IC title winner at this point, and yeah is that so he can go on to the, the World Championship later. But I, I wonder if it is Benjamin who takes it off him. I can't actually remember now.
0: I think we did. Me, me and Mags did a show from UK in 2004 on the last little run, and that was either just before or after Taboo Tuesday. I think he beats Jericho for the Intercontinental title at Taboo Tuesday. He was one of the choices wrestle Jericho, I might, I'm not sure if it's the first time he won it or not. But I suppose going from if he's in a feud with if he's wrestled Triple H, beats Ric Flair. Obviously Benoit's a champion, so the next best feud he can go into was a feud with Orton, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of Orton, we go backstage and we've got Todd Grisham and Orton, and Orton's talking about a lack of respect. And Nick Foley's an old dog, and he's gonna he's gonna put him down.
1: It's quite funny this because like. Oh, oh, I'm not a massive Andy Orton fan in the ring, but he's always been sort of a brilliant storyteller and uh, promo stuff. He fit, this feels really rehearsed, this promo, I thought. Like, obviously he's young here, he's not been in for that long, but it's quite interesting watching him try to sort of relay, it feels like he's trying to relay Vince's words or whoever it is he's talking about, yeah. particularly in this promo. Um, whereas he, like like, now, nowadays he feels a lot more natural. It's quite funny watching him uh, yeah. have to <laughs> sort of learn what he's doing.
0: He's still quite boring.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a, well, I suppose because here, of course, he doesn't really have... He doesn't have, the like, the Viper gimmick or anything as well. This is all sort of yeah, all of that as well. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, next match is uh, Coach versus Tajiri.
1: <laughs> what a match this is.
0: What a match. So, the background for this is Tajiri got drafted over to Raw uh, in, in, in the draft. And then his first night on Raw, he got... I think he was in a conversation with... Uh, Lance Cade, or is it Garrison? I can't remember his name. Garrison Cade. Garrison Cade. Becomes Lance Cade, right? And somebody else who convinces him, like, you know, as a practical joke to whoever comes through the door next, he has to blow the green mist into their face. (laughs) That's right, So, unfortunately, his coach who gets the green mist.
1: Well, you say, it, unfortunately, I think, well,
0: And there's some spectacular acting from Coach. So. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one's ever sold mist better. Than,
0: yeah. uh, <sighs> uh, and this leads into, I think, he goes to complain to Bischoff, and then there's some. Bischoff attempts to speak to to Jury in, in a Japanese accent, which is. <laughs> so
1: just yeah. like a of the uh, of, uh, of the background, but yes, yeah. I can imagine how that went. I really, yeah,
0: can. yeah. <laughs> So it ends up, I think Bischoff sentenced to jury to get squashed by Kane, and then um, a few weeks, I think the kind of the few kind of goes on. And um, you know, to jury tries to apologise to Bischoff, but doesn't. It kind of gets lost in translation again. We're on fairly, uh, fairly, <laughs> fairly shaky ground in 2004, let alone now. <laughs> uh, and then, so the week before the pay per view, Coach challenges to jury that he has to beat um, the ninja. So Coach comes out with a ninja if jury can beat the ninja, and he gets to wrestle Coach. At oh, did, this, this was so did, you, did you know who the ninja was? I
1: didn't and... actually know. No, I've got no idea. But,
0: you know. <laughs> I was trying to work out who he was during the match. and I, I couldn't work out. And it was Al Snow. Now, Al Snow, was he a ninja before? I don't remember. Again,
1: going back to the John Morrison, he's had a lot of gimmicks, but I don't remember him being a ninja. So. <laughs> so
0: like, I'm pretty sure I know hastily... Wikipedia and Al Snow. Wikipedia? Well, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Googling Al Snow, looking at his Wikipedia. But see, like, yeah, so I'm not, this isn't <laughs> his previous gimmicks. So Al Snow, Avatar, Five Star Ninja, Leaf Cassidy, Shinobi, Diamond Dave. <laughs> Remember that gimmick, Diamond Dave? Of course. Ma- <laughs> Mass Ninja, Small Show, which I'm assuming is a, uh, yeah. And then Steve Moore, which is a pretty, uh, <laughs> Yeah So I mean As matches go uh, Coach vs. Jury Was not uh, Not really a classic Was it It was
1: I was actually surprised the amount of like offense they had. Coach get in at the start of this. So I was, seemed to slightly sell Tajiri a bit short, to be honest. But
0: It did, yeah. It seemed to be like the, they were the suggesting that to was carrying an injury. I don't know because Coach dominated the match.
1: Yeah, he did, did he? Yeah. And then, Basically, and then won. and yeah, you know, and you had the most powerful punch in the game from Garrison Cade, which ended it all as well. When we get there, so
0: yeah, what was it? Yeah, so to doing his his finisher mover, which was a, a legal move. The uh...
1: yeah, it's a, it's tough on that, isn't it? Like a, a finishing move that literally can never finish. <laughs> yeah. At least the figure four we, were, we could legally finish a match, but the tarantula was never able to unless they submitted in like what two seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got that. Yeah, you got that small window to to make someone submit, but uh, but yeah, he was an odd kind of. I was always a big fan of Jerry.
1: It was good fun. Uh, like when he was doing his stuff with Regal and everything, that he was it was great at that wasn't he and yeah. so I think I was looking at this it, apparently he's still well he's recently contracted with MLW
0: okay.
1: so, so it's still still going or whatever I'm not quite sure what he's doing in MLW at the moment but he's still uh, still involved yeah obviously no, he was uh, he was good fun definitely
0: yeah and you kind, of, you kind of sort of lose track of the timeline so the 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 regal to jury stuff was probably 2001 2000 kind of on that period before yeah. before the invasion kind of Character, yeah, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's the first win for coach on pay per view, I think. So, the streak,
1: <laughs> you can't have many matches, can he? in you know, <laughs> I, I don't
0: know
1: what his uh, what his record is overall,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: that's the, that's, that's the statistician. I should probably have looked at this, yeah, again, yeah,
0: as, as we stand, coach is one in zero at Backlash, anyway. I'm not sure what his, his pay per view record is immense, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so moving on from, from that masterpiece, um. <laughs>
1: Where do you go from there?
0: Well, where do we go from there? Well, Triple H turns up at that point with his big suitcase. <laughs> um,
1: that suitcase, did it have wheels and he wasn't using them? Or did it just... Was, was this was this pre-wheels suit on suitcases?
0: 2004. I always <laughs> associate suitcases with wheels with The Apprentice. Yeah, That's well, the first time I saw people with... Uh, Trunky
1: and all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah.
1: But yeah, it definitely looked like it should have been on wheels the case, and it was just there was nothing in that suitcase clearly
0: no i've never really got that when they show people turning up backstage
1: yeah, absolutely oh and interesting we get the uh the adverse later so you see the men turning up to the stage but not when they're in the changing room but the women we get to see them in the changing room that that's the w yeah filming yeah. Uh, filming schedule
0: i was when when they show um when you're watching football on on sky and they'll cut into a match to show a team arriving at a grain. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Break over. laughs> Whoa, they're here. It's a
0: relief. It's a relief. Turned it's, up.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's absolutely bizarre, isn't it, that <laughs> they're here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right then. So the next match is um, Jericho versus Trish and Christian.
1: A tragic story
0: a tragic story as jr said yes. <laughs> jezebel <laughs> Too stressed.
1: I was actually, did he i don't think he actually said jezebel i don't think he did i, I, was, I, I, was, I, was, I was like the one time that you know he actually had it on the plate yeah he still uses it today yeah 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 <laughs> unacceptable but you know, back then he wasn't using it
0: so this goes back along this goes back to like the previous kind of autumn time so trish and, and jericho were kind of getting sort of friendly um I think Lita and Matt Hardy might have got fired at the same time, to be um, But Tritian Tritian Y2J, are, they're getting closer and closer and closer. And then Christian kind of comforts Lita and says, I think for some reason Christian was owed a favour from Bischoff, and Bischoff and Christian said, oh, I'll use my favour to to get you get you a job back.
1: Bischoff was wielding a lot of power back at uh, this point. He was, really. So, like, uh, three matches in, and he's been involved in all of them in one way or another.
0: Well, he kind of again, that it was always a hackneyed old kind of thing in recent years about having the, the GMs. But I think, I mean, again, I don't watch a lot of the current stuff, but it seems to be something that's missing, I think, is having at least some form of kind of who's making the matches.
1: Yeah, it's weird now because I, I, like, I like AEW not having it, but WWE feels like it should have it like yeah and they uh, again i don't watch it a lot at the moment, but uh, sort of read about it it feels like they've got it sort of half and half at the moment with um oh, what's his Afghan, whose name is now
0: um adam pearson that's, um, it,
1: that's right yeah got adam um, pearson sort of yeah they're relaying news from someone
0: from <laughs> management like, exactly. so they'll, they'll yeah, refer obviously. to like somebody higher up and you've got exactly. obviously you've got like the, the actual owner of the entire company appearing every now and again in his reanimated form, where it is <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit odd the way, but yeah, yeah. I, I think like WWE does need an authority figure. Like that, 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 it it's a big part of their their storytelling. So they uh, they should they should do it. And obviously, they were doing it to the T here with Bishop. Uh, oh, at Bischoff this point at the time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, it was Bischoff and Heyman were the two Absolutely, GMS. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, obviously not. I mean, even though Bischoff is an on-screen figure now, but. You know, you, you can get more, two more of a kind of sort of polarising figures at that point is as, you know, as being on screen characters. Um, but yeah, so it turns out that actually there's like a backstage conversation and Jericho and Christian had a bet of one dollar $1 Canadian.
1: Absolutely.
0: About who could, <laughs> uh, who could get their end away first. And whilst they're discussing this, Trish is outside the room listening, broken-hearted. Now, I, I, I remember... <laughs> Like, a few years ago, I I used to think that it, it was a shame. This is pre-the NXT women's kind of influx. And around about that sort of AJ, AJ Lee, that kind of story. Yeah. And you, you kind of felt that with the Divas, they'd never actually been involved in any kind of mainstream, main sort of stories. And it, it kind of felt a bit like, if done properly, if done right, it could be involved in like a main story now yeah. again this probably isn't a good example of this because this women's women being involved in this story is literally around people trying to get their own the way so this probably isn't a good example <laughs> of of women being involved in a in 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 a men storyline because again it doesn't very few times in history obviously you get sort of valets and that sort of thing but having kind of female wrestlers involved in the male storylines as well and have it done well we're not surround surround or be involved with people again, trying to get in people's pants.
1: This felt a little bit of a backward step, didn't it? it Because if you think with Trish, she was involved in the sort of the McMahon angle back in, was it 16? So 2000. So we're four years on from that. And I think in between then, she'd actually sort of been one of the, been the best women's wrestler and actually been, been a wrestler, not just the eye candy. And this felt like this was a bit of a, sort of a step back in that sense it was a bit, bit, bit weird
0: yeah and it were again it, and obviously at least as well the same it was kind yeah, absolutely of, yeah they were both
1: probably because well, um, we'll get on to it like the, the next match is of of its time one of the better women's matches that yeah. there is I think and um it, so obviously there, there was a slight move in that direction in terms of actually letting them wrestle but then every now and again they dragged them into yeah the sort of nxt 2.0 storylines that we're seeing now mm. that's a, it's uh so
0: obviously this ends up culminating in them having a match, the Battle of the Sexes match at Armageddon, which uh Jericho and Christian win. And then the next night they have a rematch. And at this point, after that first match, I mean, Jericho seems like quite remorseful and, you know, trying to make amends. But Christian's still on about
1: let's <laughs> still try to win the match. Like Yeah. We need to beat up the women a bit more. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um I think Jericho tries to get involved and sort of stop that match, which ends up kind of fully turning Jericho face and Christian being the the bad evil heel. And then so sort Alita of kind of moves away from that storyline and it becomes a kind of freeway kind of thing between Christian, Trish and, and Jericho, which goes on to WrestleMania where they have the match, which is a good match.
1: It's a great match, isn't it? Like, mm. that's, like no one actually thinks. the well, Same actually with this match in in Backlash. Like yeah. the whole the stuff with Trish sort of really blinds the idea that there's actually two very good wrestlers going on. And again, we went back to it at the start. We said, yeah, these are two guys who are both still wrestling yeah. you know, in AEW now. Like they've yeah. they've been legends for a while. But yeah, like yeah. the WrestleMania match is actually a, a good match, but yeah. nobody thinks about it at all.
0: Yeah. Well, you get to um, yeah. so I think they get to the point where there, um Christian's still trying to be kind of like in between and trying to be nice and sort of trying to get on Trish's good side and Jericho sort of fully won Trish over. But have a match Bischoff makes a match with Christian and Trish and Christian's like oh, I'm sorry, like oh, but I'll, I'll I'll take it easy on you. And then he basically like yeah, <laughs>
1: that's where he, he actually doesn't... <laughs> nails over <with> that clothesline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one in the promo, isn't it? To this, you like yeah, yeah, and obviously uh, you know because the way WWE think about women at that the time, she's like, well, that's what I want to go out with. <laughs> so, not this guy who's being nice to me. I want this guy who's clotheslined me across the ring.
0: Yeah. So we end up getting to WrestleMania. Obviously the famous scene, the famous match, uh, the famous, you know, the turn of WrestleMania where Trish turns on Jericho and gets with Christian. And then that kind of keeps going. Then we're only a month away from WrestleMania. So this is the kind of, you know, the, the end of that feud pretty much after this, but, and it ends up being a being a handicap match.
1: I do like the like uh, Jericho calls him the the creepy little bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jer- I, I did like that <laughs> description of of uh, Christian. <laughs> it's quite entertaining.
0: Yeah, it is quite an annoying. He's good at being that annoying heel, Christian.
1: Yeah, he is actually, and he, he was always actually, I think, a better heel. Yeah. Face. So I think he's doing that in, in AEW at the moment. I think. It'd be great if he
0: eventually turns, he will turn heel at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um but uh but yeah, he, he was always, I think, always a better heel. Like his, his run with uh Orton when he was the whiny yeah uh, the guy trying to get one more match. He was brilliant at that. and He was always yeah. a superb heel.
0: Yeah. But so this this is kind of the the plan is Christian's gonna beat Jericho up and let Trish come in and get the pin or kind of get some boots in on Christian. Um so yeah, I mean, this is a good match you get some good jr commentary where he get jericho gets uh trish over his knee and uh <laughs> spanking
1: there's lots of bits of, like everyone has a go at uh, lawler for his being a basically a dirty old man in this but yeah jr is as bad without but he's supposed to be the good guy and there's a bit in this where they sort of say like she's leaning over the ropes i think to try and tag in yeah and i think like, I can't remember what, the, the, what leads into it But basically Lawler says Yeah those are nice and, <laughs> and JR's like yeah I know They're nice <laughs> And then he keeps going on about how nice They are, was like JR just calm down A little bit
0: <laughs> you can Within, tell- I think in this kind of Before he you know, signed with AEW You always get this kind of Flagged up on Twitter where he's like like these yeah, like, <laughs> ropey you look Rakey at his likes,
1: it's so, like yeah. yeah, yeah. And bizarre Again, in conference in this match where he says I'm a very happily married man It's like, well, you're <laughs> not really coming across that way, JR <laughs> like, Yeah At least, at least Lawler's gimmick is to be an arsehole yeah. <laughs> like, yeah
0: But we have yeah, seen when he gets a uh, trish over his knee, JR awesome, some good old-fashioned decisions <laughs> 2004, Oklahoma- I remind you. Style, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2004, yeah Yeah mm. But, I mean, to get, you know, coming off the pay-per-view, Jericho was always going to win this, I think, when he was getting this little, little measure of revenge. and
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it's quite good seeing him get this uh, this finale. Again, it's one of those slightly weird things, though, where, and this is part of the issue with backlash generally. Like, they have WrestleMania. WrestleMania should feel like the end of things, mm. and yet they are still going on with them a month later. Yeah. It's one of those ones, where, like, could you not have, push that story so that Jericho got his his big thing at WrestleMania rather than, than afterwards. It, 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 it's same with the, the triple threat at the end. It feels like you're sort of repeating things or you, you should make things happen at WrestleMania. That is your big end of year well, season finale, effectively, almost. And, and yet they still sort of continue on sometimes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure at what point that stopped because it, it used to be, didn't it? It used to be it would build up and that would be
1: yeah, if you think the about the sort of the the savage Hogan, so that sort of yeah, yeah the warrior Hogan, all, all mm. that sort of era, you wouldn't you didn't get a rematch a month later, uh, uh, WrestleMania ten Backlash or whatever it was, but yeah, I suppose they, just, they didn't they didn't have the, the pay per views did they then? That the pure number of pay per views they had to get through.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously when Austin beat Michaels, Michaels was gone for
1: well. Forever yeah, for after that, when they like four or five years, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it would have been Austin Rock, Austin Rock for the next few years, wouldn't it? WrestleMania, yeah. so but it always used to be yeah, the culmination of, but I mean, yeah, now you um, get, yeah, now we get a match before the, and then. They yeah. did
1: the odd weird one, where, like uh, the one I always remember is um, uh, Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez, where they're like, "Yep, this is going to go to a disqualification because we need to get this to another match." <laughs> For, yeah, you know, but yeah, that was really that felt really odd at the time because every other match they were finishing things at WrestleMania, and that's hmm. that. Surely that is what WrestleMania should be.
0: But like we said, when was the next pay per view after that WrestleMania?
1: Uh, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, Summerstand summer summer, probably would not exactly, it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. yeah. now it's like we WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. Backlash, backlash, or <laughs> Great Balls of Fire, whatever it is that they have to put in in between. Yeah. So much content.
0: So from that, um, yeah, from that sort of tasteful <laughs> event, we then get yeah. Eugene wandering yeah. around the ladies' dressing room.
1: He doesn't uh, start. He doesn't start in the ladies' dressing no, room. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> he gets by accident, ends up in there.
1: Whilst, uh, whilst looking at. I don't know what was that magazine. It was was it Divas Magazine? Or I think it, it might
0: be Divas Magazine. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, he ended up in the in the women's dressing room
0: mm. with, with Gelkim.
1: Gelkim and Molly Holly, mm. two women who shouldn't have been in the dressing room because they did not have matches lined up for later. I don't believe. No. <laughs> so why, why they're in there is anyone's guess.
0: Yeah, it's no wonder Gelcum left. <laughs> no, I, I was really. exactly that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. yeah no, she she went on to great uh, well later latterly great the uh, the better women's division of the time when in, uh, in impact tna yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah she was subjected to this sort of nonsense
0: so obviously i think gal kim starts screaming then eugene starts screaming and then molly oh. comes in with a without a, <laughs> a wig french uh cavalier's wig or whatever <laughs> and then um regal come, regal comes in i forgot regal so he came back
1: Yep, another in person, April, another literally it's just it just come back as well though. Yeah, in, in, yeah. In the current times,
0: but he, I think he just come back in April of this year after WrestleMania from I, well, I'm not sure what he was. Uh, I imagine he was in a in a rough way probably.
1: Was his uh, post? Yeah, this is post. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Issues,
0: isn't? Yeah. So, but he, I think he'd been reintroduced as, I think He turned out to Raw looking for a job. And Bischoff said, "Oh, you can look after uh, my nephew." <laughs> Eugene,
1: <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> we've sort of glossed over there. This Eugene character is so problematic as well. Like, it is, yeah, yeah, it's bloody awful, isn't it? But oh dear, yeah. But um, I, I, I say, I say, like, Regal is superb in this role, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: He's he is. You could whatever you say about the Eugene character, the way that Regal plays his bit is absolutely brilliant. and throughout this, and throughout the whole. Yeah. how long, I don't know how long this goes on for. Actually, in 2000, a while, a while yeah. it does go on for a while, doesn't it? Does it go for a while. he's yeah. subjected to it for a bit.
0: But he, again, he's like the facials he makes in this, and like the kind of reaction where he kind of looks, but he, oh, he tries to get Eugene out, and then he sort of takes a look at the the women. He's like,
1: yeah. "Oh my <laughs> god!" <goodness.
0: laughs> <laughs> but he, again, we you know, his recent coming into AEW. I mean, oh, he's
1: he's been yeah. In that, it? like, well, I, I personally he's been absolutely, like, I mean, and and he was good in what i was starting to not like as NXT. He was always one of the the highlights of that. But yeah, coming into to AEW, he's just been.
0: But just, uh, I think that first week he we came in, you could tell if he got a bit lost in the promo and he rambled on for quite a while. And he came he came out and apologized for that anyway. And he got online like saying I might have taken that too much yeah, time. Sorry
1: about that. Yeah.
0: But in in the the weeks again, we're a couple of weeks ahead. So um but on uh when he's been on commentary, is is obviously his quality on commentary. And then that the match where it was um what it was uh Moxley and Daniel Soley against Wheeler Utah and um Chuck Taylor. Yeah. That the afterwards with Wheelie Utah That's the best he,
1: the best <laughs> of all time,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> <That's quality. laughs> But his face when Willy really used to comes back at him, so he's kind of initially he's quite scared, but then he they get that big smile on his face to say like, <laughs> "Yes, this is what I want." That's that's priceless. You can again, you can't teach that kind of you know that psychology, that kind of again, it is acting in a way, but it's that is just sort of facials and that. That's,
1: yeah. He, just, he, he just gets everything around him he's yeah. one of those one of those guys who like anything could happen around him and he would know how to react to it mm. he like and as you said it's like he slightly got lost in that promo the first one but he still made it yeah. amazing and then apologized anyway and every time he's on commentary at the moment it's it's superb he's going back to what we're talking about with um authority figures i don't understand how wwe have let him go yeah, like him be, He would be a perfect Raw or Smackdown, smack to be honest. I don't understand why they didn't yeah. do that with him.
0: But how you couldn't find, again, you yes. could have him as a commentator, you could have him as an authority figure, you could have him as a manager, you could have him as a trainer. How would you, again,
1: well, yeah, who knows? But, but on the plus side, most people in America will now have to know what Blackpool is, so that's exciting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Regal, Eugene, ladies, locker room. And now we go to uh, Victoria versus Lita. Now, I kind of, obviously there was a WrestleMania match where Victoria was a face, but she didn't really stick in my head. When I think of Victoria, I remember the sort of psycho Victoria, not face Victoria.
1: Yeah, I found seeing her as a sort of face in this quite jarring as well, because yeah, you're right, in my mind, she's always been a heel, but I'd forgotten that there was this... Period where she was actually quite an over baby baby face. Mm.
0: And an, an, an impressive dub on the network of a tattoo like version of uh, all the things she said. <laughs> what she came out to. Was That's that not job. the
1: original music? I, mean, I, I was.
0: <laughs> not that was on here. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, like, this whole match like was very unusual for the women's division at this time. Like, they had two baby faces against each other. Yeah. Like, they didn't have they hadn't seemed to have attached it to men as you said earlier like literally it was just two wrestlers wrestling each other it was so unusual for the women's division at this time um and yeah i thought it was actually this was a yeah you know, in in terms of the women's division of, of WWE at the time this was one of the better women's matches i've seen i think
0: yeah it was a good match obviously it gets curtailed by the two people, Eugene and Ogle in the in the locker room, <laughs> well, yeah, coming and uh, uh,
1: they'd obviously got so enraged by Eugene that they decided they were going to go out and attack people. But
0: I think they had around this time. Oh yeah, me around this time it, at that Judgment Day, two thousand and three, they'd had um, that was the first ever women's cage match. WWE was uh, was Trish. I uh, was um, Victoria and Lita.
1: So they had yeah they had the cage match as well so they they were really sort of pushing the actual the the women as wrestlers a little bit at this point
0: yeah I think she was a proper heel then Victoria that was in that kind of time period but she was uh, yeah was I think that was in the Stevie Richards kind of time period as
1: well (laughs) the Stevie Richards era as we call it (laughs) I did like the the start of this match where Victoria uh, uh, obviously uh, apparently a babyface at this point comes out and tries to get a kid to kiss her and you know be the the baby face person the kid looks deeply unimpressed with having to kiss Victoria <laughs> <laughs> literally has like yeah, I'm not sure about this at all
0: well no, she was um she was one of the, the godfather's hoes to start off with Victoria
1: oh uh, yes that's right yeah so she's one of the few that came from there and actually went into being a wrestler right so yeah
0: and she was when he turned from the godfather to the goodfather she was the hoe that he I think he put over a table Oh no, really? I didn't yeah. know that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you
1: go. Obviously she was the one that was a wrestler. <laughs> well, I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she go on to lose the title to heal Trish later on this year, Victoria. Um, but she wins this match, and then you get the the the, the attack from Molly yeah, so, and yeah, yeah. Gail the Molly, Kim.
1: The Molly and Gao Kim thing was a bit weird. Like I didn't. Again, I didn't look into where this went or whether it was, obviously it was off the back of WrestleMania that uh, Molly Holly had been involved in Victoria, but yeah. yeah, it just seemed completely out of note. A bit like the uh, the Garrison Cade one earlier. It was like, a couple yeah. of these the, people just wander in. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> but
0: So Lisa would have a big year. She'd go on to get involved in the Matt Hardy, Kane, Snitsky storyline.
1: Oh, of course. Story of course. line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then that would edge not long after that. So.
1: so she was just building up to her big, big, big... <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was doing her wrestling part here before she'd get into the uh, <laughs> the real highlight of her career.
0: And it was strange. Obviously, like you said, it was two faces, which is an odd dynamic.
1: Um, I mean, not not even in the women's division, just generally, right? Yeah. At this time, WWE just didn't do this at all. Um, so, yeah, this, this was a particularly odd one. But uh, to be fair, the, the crowd seemed to actually be quite into this. Like, yeah. it, it, we'll we'll get into it. but there's a couple of matches later where the crowd is completely dead. yeah
0: no. One but, cares, they, yeah.
1: but but on this one, they actually seem to sort of be into it, which yeah credit credit to them, I think, because they uh, they were not given much to work with. I don't think the had yeah. uh, and uh, clearly Victoria and had actually uh, got themselves over it to a certain extent.
0: So next match then is um Foley versus Orton. so again, this goes back to back to two thousand and three, go back to the sort of summer time. so after, after the invasion well near the end of the invasion storyline, Foley left um for almost a year. He came back to be the special guest referee in one of your favourite matches of no down, which was uh Kevin Nash versus Triple H. Absolutely
1: what a, <laughs> what a
0: match that was Hell in a Cell. Uh I also noticed in that I, I went back and watched that match.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know dedication.
0: I was in I was in a lot of pain at the time I thought I similar <laughs> similar to, 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 to um I also noticed that um, Diesel's theme music sounds a lot like Blossom, the, the theme music of The Blossom. you ever watch Blossom? No, I
1: don't think I have watched Blossom. Oh, actually. well. I'm, now I'm definitely going to watch
0: Blossom. Just take away the uh, uh, bit at the beginning of it, it sounds very much like the, the theme music of The Blossom. But <laughs> again, the people in the 45 to 60 demographic will <laughs> appreciate Actually, they probably won't because Blossom was on in the 90s, so... There so I I, yeah, I felt Yeah. No,
1: yeah. I'm
0: not watching Blossom. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, there's lots of blood in that match. Unsurprisingly. Um, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. <laughs> it's better fun, than the s- no, no, Hammer on a Pole match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no,
1: mean, yeah no, it is absolutely better than that match. <laughs> it's the first one, you're right, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the next night on Raw, uh, Austin. Cause this is when Austin and Bischoff were like co-GMs. Austin was gonna, um present Foley with a, it was like uh, a celebration of Foley's career and presenting with uh, a commemorative hardcore belt in a, in a box. Um, And like RVD and Tommy Dreamer and the Dudley boys would come out and sort of, they did a big thing for Foley. Even Vince come out and shook his hand and they said like, you know, uh, but then Foley sort of walking backstage everyone gets into altercation with Flair and Orton and they get into a scrap and then Orton ends up kicking Foley down the steps
1: which is brutal, isn't it? it, looks, it is brutal. It looks like you, you see so many things in wrestling, which like horrible bumps, like but that rolling down the stairs. Yeah, it's just and horrible.
0: Vince comes on the scene, and looks sort of shocked, and says, "Oh, we need, to, we need to get, a, we need to get a, a janitor to come and clean up the <laughs> uh, the mess <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom." Um, so uh, after we go on to Survivor Series, and Foley comes back. As a co-GM with Bischoff, Bischoff sort of trying to get rid of him. And he makes a match in December between Orton and Foley. I think in Bischoff says if Foley wins, Bischoff will step down. But if Orton wins, Foley has to go. So I think Foley's like kind of doubting himself whether he can actually sort of compete, that kind of thing. We get to the match and the match doesn't even take place. Foley kind of walks around the ring looking kind of conflicted and unsure. And he just walks away, doesn't take the match, and ends up, he walks back through the back through the ramp, back through the you know, back through the backstage area, back to the car park, and whatever it is there, sort of stood looking. Oh, what's he, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? And he walks away and Orton comes out and meets him. He says, like, yeah, you're a coward, you know, yeah, this hardcore legend. And he spits in Foley's face. And foley doesn't do anything, just turns away and leaves with his tail between his legs, with the incredible Hulk music uh, in the <laughs> as he walks away. But then he comes back at the Rumble and takes Orton out.
1: Which is superb. That Yeah. That, that whole bit in the Rumble is absolutely...
0: Yeah. And then the next night on Raw, he calls Orton out. And then for the next few weeks, leading up to WrestleMania, he just gets beat up every week by Evolution, by various combinations. And like, I think it's like two weeks before WrestleMania. I think there's a lot of rumours about The Rock coming back anyway because people in the signs and in the crowd and stuff and evolution they cut the promise and all of you, you know you can bring your your friend back at wrestlemania and we'll we'll kick his ass and stuff and then Foley is actually he's like you can tell him yourself he's here now and i rock and it's a big I mean, you don't get those sort of moments Theme. No, absolutely
1: <laughs> no, not. like pre-WrestleMania, like they, they, they tend to save the for, mm. for, for, for or, or they'll announce them in advance now. Like you just, don't, yeah. you don't yeah. get those surprises. Like if the, if the Rock was coming back now, it'd be announced five weeks in advance. Like you yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. So uh, yeah, that was it. Was that was an awesome reveal at the time. Yeah,
0: and I think the week after Rock, there was like a This Is Your Life uh, Mick Foley,
1: which was the what the biggest. It's still the most viewed quarter or segment. Of- oh, that was
0: the, I think that was the, was the original one.
1: it's yeah, oh, Foley right. for yeah, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: but Rock that, kind so, of repays the favour. Revisiting it, yeah. that one, that's
1: right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then they both get beat up by Evolution at the end to kind of go into WrestleMania. And then I forgot that Evolution won that match at WrestleMania with, um...
1: Yes, which is makes this whole thing a bit weird, doesn't it? Like, I, I don't <laughs> quite understand why. It's
0: yeah. us make it, make an Orton a star, I suppose. And what, well, and obviously eventually Batista too. But Orton, that maybe one of the first like RKs out of nowhere at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, that, that that one is that, that's really the making of Orton. Actually, that that WrestleMania, you're right. And, yeah. and that is why they do it. But you you sort of assume that the baby faces win that match, but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: a, <laughs> they, a handicap match against you know and you've also brought back one of the biggest stars in the world
1: yeah
0: and they, lo- <laughs> and they lose and they, and they lose <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, cause it, so the, this isn't this is a bit where because Rock lost if actually look at his his record at Wrestlemania he loses that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he loses all the time doesn't he and he, he won at what 19 and obviously he then beat Cena at one point later on but uh, yeah, yeah he hasn't won many Wrestlemania matches at all
0: no no uh and then we get to, uh, obviously, next night on Raw, <coughs> Foley calls out Orton again. And then we're getting the kind of return to, like, the hardcore Foley. And he's challenging Orton to, like, a to a... Obviously, as Orton's is the IC champion at this point as well, we challenge him to, like, a, a hardcore match. And he's got his barbed wire baseball bat. Last week, um, we talked about the... Uh, have you seen... We, we covered Spring Stampede 94 last week. And that's the match, which is uh, Max Payne and Cactus Jack against the Nasty Boys. Oh,
1: that's a great match. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. got it. it's it's just unbelievably yeah. violent. It's yeah. just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we get to this this match now. But this is probably the one match on this card I remember seeing before going back and watching it again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This, this is the... I In my memory, this match is on a... Big Four pay per view. I'd forgotten mm. this was on something like Backlash. I thought this was a well, not WrestleMania, but I thought it was like a SummerSlam, something like that. I thought this was on one of those big pay per views. I'd forgotten it was on yeah WrestleMania but, Part Two.
0: Yeah, but again, the one thing he comes out dressed as Cactus Jack, but with the normal Mick Foley music, which is a uh... well,
1: and they, they, they keep saying that, don't they? Like who? It's Mick Foley, but it's Cactus Jack, and mm. we're not sure. Then they never actually quite make it clear who yeah because normally with him you there's either the confusion about who's going to turn up in the first place on this yeah. one they seem to have said it's going to be Cactus Jack and then they keep calling him Mick Foley or Cactus Jack it, it's all a bit confused it would have been a little bit better if they'd said that it was going to be Cactus Jack all along I think yeah but, yeah but yeah you're right when he comes out you're like well, music <laughs> we listen to here <laughs> I
0: mean, it's a small it's a small issue too, you know
1: no, well, yeah, I, I, I think it's, a, it's it's an important uh, issue. <laughs> of
0: course, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great match.
1: Oh, it's superb. It's absolutely superb. Like I, I think on this podcast already, I've talked about how I'm not a big Randy Orton fan, but this is absolutely superb, and he is a massive part of that. Like I think a lot of people give Foley the credit on this match, but Orton is absolutely brilliant in this. He really is, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a superbly violent basically it's
0: I get lots of blood again
1: oh huge amounts of blood and blood early as well yeah. like they don't mess yeah. around with time do they like like Orton is bloodied very early in this and it's uh, the, 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 I mean literally the start of the match is they've both got barbed wire baseball bats and Orton throws his away to use a bin and just crush over his head it's like it, there's no there's no build up to the violence. It's violence no, straight away no. in this match. And I think that's what makes it superb actually. And again, it's it, it's quite hard, I think, knowing Randy Orton now to um to look at the match. But like he this was so unusual for him as a character at the time. This was really our character and it made him, I think, the yeah. the character that he well he became in the next next twelve months.
0: Yeah. Again, he was twenty four at this point um yeah i bet you get, get get the lots of um the barbed wire baseball bat to the balls which is always uh...
1: yeah that's the way he leg drop. he leg drops was barbie that, that's yeah. like Barbie's yeah. The, yeah. he puts barbie on on randy orton's balls and leg drops it you're like that's not helped anyone again <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah 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 that, that's a terrible offensive maneuver but
0: and then I forgot the bit the brewery gets the lighter fuel out
1: and, and so that was really weird. right? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, the, yeah. The fire marshal. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, I, I don't really understand why they did that.
0: No, because he didn't follow through with it or anything. So no,
1: exactly. I felt like there was something a bigger story there, but like yeah. short, like it felt like everyone wanted him to set fire to that thing, and I don't know, like that. It, yeah, that felt very strange. I, I assume what actually happened is everyone knows that he sets fire to that in ECW generally. Yeah. And everyone would have been upset if he didn't do it. So they want to make Bischoff the person who stops him. Yeah. But that genuinely felt like an actual fire marshal issue that came up. And they're like, no, yeah." doing it.
0: <laughs> and you get the by by table as well, which fully oh, ends up in the... Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, so, like so again, I, so I love AEW, but AEW did this with Moxley and Omega where they had a similar thing and they just... <laughs> didn't create the same issue at all like like they made it feel like a complete trampoline stunt whereas this felt like it was tearing bits of skin off it's completely different
0: yeah thing. uh we get all the the fun tax as well Absolutely. which uh
1: and yeah, I've not seen anyone take that many thumbtacks ever <laughs> it, it, tacks. it is absolutely insane so a, a, again like we we're talking earlier about progress so i've been to progress where they use thumbtacks and you can see that they're not gimmicked but i've not seen anyone stand up with as many thumbtacks in their back as randy orton does in that match it is insane
0: yeah and then they end up on the ramp then Orton tries to kind of escape and then you end up with, uh, I think, Foley throws him off and then does the oboe off, the, off yeah. the stage into the... Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's insane. I
1: do, I do have an issue with the, the, the bit where Orton gets all the thumbtacks in his back. Because mm. what, what happens is he tries an RKO and gets thrown in for a thumbtacks. If he had hit the RKO, surely he would have landed ended up in the you know, all the thumbtacks. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. the point is that Foley would also have had them like in his eye. At that in his point. face, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, it is one of those sort of. Mm, <laughs> what were you actually going for there?
0: I'm not really sure if again, if you got slammed into some thumbtack, I mean, it would hurt. If anything, you'd want to get up quicker, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, you literally would just get up immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure about the you know the validity of using thumbtacks in a, in a <laughs> actual match, but um, if we end up with. Yeah, so they ended up back in the ring and Orton gets the bat, but then he gets Socco. And then this is very much like the, back when we did our um, Christmas shows, me and Dan Griffin did the uh, Cactus Jack Triple H from the Royal Rumble 2001, 2000, 2001, 2002, maybe, I can't remember what it was. But in that match, it was Triple H did two two pedigrees. like One was like normal pedigree and everyone was a pedigree on the thumbtacks. And he wins with that. And this was similar with Orton doing the RKO and then a, on the another land. RKO okay. on there. Yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, it's a great match. And they're both torn to shreds, basically. Aren't
1: they? It's insane. And, and it's quite hard to picture it now. But like, this was so out of Randy Orton's wheelhouse at the time. Uh, it, th- this completely changed i think how everyone saw him as a time. i mean he went on to continue being very boring but in this particular match <laughs> he was very much not bored and uh yeah and again it's it's fully just putting people over which is his absolute skill and he does that he does it absolutely brilliantly throughout this and uh and they both well orton comes out looking like an absolute badass basically <laughs> despite the fact he's been killed and uh yeah, it, it absolutely does for for Orton. and and subsequently goes on to win the world title what, four months later. Yeah, I don't think that would have happened without Mick Foley being involved.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, Foley he came back into the same with Edge, didn't he? Like
1: absolutely, yeah. Three exactly. years
0: down the line after this, so yeah.
1: Um, yeah, oh, no, so. yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're waiting for the uh, the Mick Foley ginger Mahal match that will get Ginger Mahal over. That's maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe that, maybe that's what's coming.
0: Make funny Tony D'Angelo.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah maybe. <laughs> but then, did we get the John Cena DVD oh, good now?
1: Good Lord. Or we... <laughs> yeah, no, yeah no, that is when it happened. Good Lord.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, he was going back and watching the... So I watched the Raw leading into this. I watched that, the draft lottery Raw. And he turned up on Raw then for that night. And that, that felt like a big... I think it was the first time he'd been on Raw.
1: That's a massive Cena. pop he gets, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he was he was, a mu- he was massively over. Again, this is before he was Royal Champions.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we're we're in the uh, well, uh, this is when he's still doing the sort of the rapper gimmick mm. generally. So, but everyone loved him. Uh, yeah, this is this is when everyone liked John Cena. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if anyone could remember those House some Days. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But his uh his Word Life DVD his anyway. own?
1: It, it didn't make me want to buy the, the Word Life DVD, I'll be honest. but Not uh, really. <laughs> no, but.
0: Showed him smacking Stephanie on the bum.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed, yes. Uh,
0: um, but yeah, but he I he was over on SmackDown. I, think he, I think he, Did he win the US title at WrestleMania? I think he beat the big show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is post him being the big show, which is his first big win.
0: Yeah, and um, year down the line he beat, he so beat yes. the title, didn't he? Year down the yeah,
1: line. so I think we get, a little bit later, we get the JBL anti-Eddie Guerrero thing. So JBL yeah, that's, beats
0: I think that's next <laughs> pay-per-view, I think, is JBL versus uh, Eddie. Yeah, and,
1: and, and after uh, this uh, one, yeah. And then Cena takes it off JBL, doesn't he? So that's the...
0: Yeah, that's the we same. get a year of JBL as champion and then... Indeed. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite funny watching John Cena being, again, a little bit like a Tony D'Angelo gimmick
0: at this yeah. point. There we are, see? So it could be... Yeah. 10 years down the line, we're talking about Tony D'Angelo's 15 world title reigns.
1: Are you booking Tony Tony D'Angelo versus John Cena for WrestleMania yeah. 55, yeah. whatever it is?
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. So at this point, I, I look at this, there's still an hour to go on this show, which is slightly worrying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go from Mick Furley versus Rand Orton to La Resistance versus the Hurricane and Rosie.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, a jarring move of matches, <laughs> isn't it? Like, and, and I tell you what, the crowd do not want this match to happen. They, they no. Are, they love the previous match. They do match.
0: Matches. Oh, we're still in the, the kind of post 9-11 era of French being villains.
1: Yeah, indeed, yes. But oh, not, right. not just the French, but the French Canadians.
0: French Canadians, <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyone who has French remotely related to them, they are bad guys.
0: Rob Conway is a, a French sympathizer, apparently.
1: <laughs> I love, love that phrase. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure what in particular he sympathizes him with France about.
1: but Yeah, he's very, you know, very pros in the Zidane or something. Like that. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And um, Rose is a superhero in training, yeah, which I'm is doing... uh, the... Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we know what that abbreviation yeah,
1: absolutely
0: makes up. Um,
1: it, it is rosie's ring gear the worst ever i'm trying to think what's worse i mean giant gonzalez is probably worse, <laughs> but that, that 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 gear is how to make someone make be the worst wrestler of all time
0: the thing is he was only a superhero in training
1: so that's true he didn't quite you know he didn't no. reach full super he didn't reach um oh, what's her name nikki ash yeah she's almost a superhero super he was in training yes. she's a,
0: a, a level level from, yeah 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 um and eugene comes out and starts <laughs> running <laughs> the ropes and
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's is so awful actually when eugene came out i was like well at least something's happening but but eugene it, it's so problematic isn't it
0: Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because again, even the commentators are like, he's basically, they're saying he's got special needs, the commentators, in a probably less sensitive way
1: than I just said that.
0: But yeah, I mean, again, we're not talking 1975, are we? This is...
1: that, that's the thing about this. Like, If, if I watch this match and someone said to me, what year did this happen? I'd be like, yeah, well, maybe the 80s, but it's 2004.
0: Well, it's, I was talking to somebody the other day about, um, when was um, uh, Zeb Coulter and... Uh, that oh, was, yeah,
1: yeah, that was like twenty
0: twelve. <laughs> that, that was, if anything, that was people talk about well, Nigel Farage being the. Uh, well, it, was pre,
1: that... <laughs> it was pre. It was trump wasn't it?
0: <laughs> it was a long way pre-Trump, was,
1: yeah. was, uh, And you know, and, and then that became reality.
0: <laughs> but I remember they had to come on TV and say... they they did they reduced like they like when that gimmick first came about. There was a lot of people saying like this is massively offensive and. <laughs> And then they had to kind of produce a video saying we're like playing the characters on TV that, you know, we don't actually believe. I, I don't know. I don't know Dutch Mantel, but I imagine he probably does believe a lot of that stuff. That he,
1: <laughs> it was on um, John Oliver tonight, I think, at one point. Was it? Yeah, because well, yeah. I think at one point they referenced John Oliver as being a, a bad foreigner.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And so I, 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 actually, I don't think i know there was definitely a an episode of last week tonight where mick foley was on it with yeah. John oliver preparing him for a wrestling match against dutch mantel <laughs> 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 it's, it's so bizarre
0: <laughs> but i mean it was it was an entertaining gimmick
1: i think so, the, weird, the weird thing about all of that is that they thought they were heels, but actually a lot of the crowd went with them. That's
0: the thing. You have to be quite careful, don't you? <laughs>
1: and then, then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> quite a lot yeah. of our fans are quite racist. So <laughs> The <That laughs>
0: whole uh, we the people thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, there's a very, very thin line to uh, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Eugene comes in, starts running the ropes, getting excited. Regal comes down as well. But um, I don't even remember the finish of this match, actually. I might have just... Blanked out of the uh, well, so, yeah, so real comes down, Hurricane and Rosie win,
1: yeah. There is a distraction, I think. Eugene distracts them in some capacity, but Hurricane hits the yeah, gets the winner. But and then Eugene's celebrating as if he's won, which is really yeah. weird. And no one's reacting to this at all. That's the weird thing about all this. Like, if, if this was a popular gimmick where people were liking it as a yeah yeah you'd be like yeah that's fine but it's absolute silent
0: i mean it's a fairly i wouldn't say a sophisticated gimmick but like what what emotion are they expecting to elicit from the crowd
1: that's the thing like so this child childlike character yeah has run down got involved having previously somehow found himself in the women's dressing room yeah got involved in this match and you know ruined the match ultimately yeah as you said what reaction are the crowd supposed to go for here it's it's very very strange and this is not long before is it in the next year or a couple of years where they sort of sacrifice him to the ecw crowd when they do the one yeah. night, <laughs> one night stand and like he is literally sacrificed the crowd all. yeah it's uh, not good that Eugene gimmick I don't
0: think no well hello to Nick Dinsmore because he, he replied to of my treats before when I was mentioned I spoke about uh, his running Ka King as uh, Dr uh, Nick Dinsmore and he replied uh... and <laughs> he said uh, who was that he's a superb yeah.
1: wrestler right? like, mm. it, again I, I can't confess to have seen a lot of him but it, from everything I've read about him he's a superb wrestler who was just given this really, really weird and unacceptable gimmick?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah. So the main thing was that Hurricane and Rosie won that match. <laughs> um, Triple. Well, we, I was yeah. gonna say
1: what I will say is that that match, which I think was supposed to be a little bit of a comedy match and you know, a bit of a palate cleanser, was much more entertaining than what we then get with Edge and Kane. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So we get yeah we get Edge and Kane next, but before that we get Triple H and then we get Shawn Michaels turning up in a suit, so we know he's arrived as well. So that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, and
1: then we get uh, Edge. Uh, uh, Until that point, it was only a it was only a one on one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we had seen see Chris Benoit up Yeah, at least. that's true. knows yeah. <laughs> what's going on. I mean, he lives in Edmonton, so you assume he's going to be there. Yeah, he just went out there
1: to be there. It's
0: fine. Yeah. So Edge, Edge versus Kane. So Edge came back after the drought. I think he was he was one of the people that was. Picked in the draft It was like oh, he's injured So But he came back And I think his first night He speared Bischoff Got into it a bit with Johnny Whatever his name was That week <laughs> Yes jo-
1: <laughs> Johnny Wrestling
0: <laughs> And then had a bit of a, to, a Bit of a to-do With uh, With Kane um, Obviously Kane Had just finished his Wrestlemania He was I think he Wrestled The Undertaker At Wrestlemania yeah, yeah. Think. So
1: yeah that's what I wasn't clear on was how we'd got to Edge v. Kane because Kane had obviously had this years long feud with The Undertaker, which culminated at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, and suddenly he was sort of wrapped into this Bischoff Johnny Knight show.
0: So, that nonsense. go back to the, the night that Mick Foley got kicked down the steps by Orton it was the same night that uh Kane took his mask off.
1: Oh, uh, okay, was it that that recent one? Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was like late or well, mid sort of summer 2003
1: so that was the, the start of his uh his political campaign that we could see his, <laughs> face, <laughs> yeah, see his yeah. face and that's it
0: yeah um but yeah so you get the the whole there's not almost you got the the kane the the undertaker at wrestlemania and then kane comes into this and there's not really much it's edges come back and he needs someone to fight so
1: it's weird though isn't it because he'd been off for a while himself edge right been off for uh, yeah over oh yeah, year, but yeah, right? yeah 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 so uh, I didn't quite understand why they brought him back into such a non feud. <laughs> no Kane.
0: It's just somebody the Kane who was kind of just come off losing to the Undertaker, so you think you don't want to get him to lose his next match. Yeah. As well.
1: And they built it around this whole his arm is broken. Yeah. Oh sorry, his hand is broken. Yeah, it was just all it was just it was very lame as a return angle for yeah. Reg.
0: And it was like five or six minutes of a match. Um I or have no, refereeing. In this match, there's a lot of uh, you screw Brett chants we're heading there, it
1: was, yes, it was. and there was a
0: uh, fuck you, we all having there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, having there chant as well,
1: which is uh, yeah, because there's a guy who keeps holding up the sign that says, I forgive you, short, but no yeah. one's forgiving, uh, no one's no, forgiving, oh no, oh, he's he's absolutely in the uh, in the dirt with Canada, yeah,
0: but this is like this is the match, and Edge wins, and I think it's a bit of a might use that cast ripping off Lex Luger. No, next yep. Luger had uh, a plate in his arm and he didn't even have a cast.
1: Well, so I was going to ask you this as a medical professional.
0: Like, yeah. If
1: you have a cast and yeah. you hit someone, does that not fuck you up more than the person you're hitting?
0: Well, I mean, the, the cast should be protecting your yeah, hand. so... But then you see, don't you, if you see, um, if you see somebody with a cast in wrestling and then somebody drops them on the cast, then it hurts, doesn't it?
1: Well, that's what, that's what I was going to ask. Like, if, <laughs> yeah. I, if I hit someone in their cast... Does that hurt? Looks like it would hurt me. But...
0: Well, the thing is, I work in medicine. I don't work in bones, so I'm not, it's not really my uh, not really my field of expertise. But, I'd imagine if somebody hit you in the face with a cast on,
1: yeah, that would hurt. That would definitely hurt you. Yeah. If your arm was broken in it, would that would it hurt your arm? I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. I mean, you can't just if you've got a cast in your arm, it Doesn't mean your arms like impervious to pain. Well, that's what,
1: yeah, that's that's yeah.
0: What, that's, uh, yes. yeah. That seems. Otherwise, so you'd just wrestle with a body cast, wouldn't you?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you'd just be the the, the yeti, the entire <laughs> yeah, without extra yeah.
0: Paris. But yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this is barely even worth mentioning. This match is it really?
1: It's so like considering they built it up as quite a big match. It is so inconsequential. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nothing <laughs> on their on the feud in whenever it was when Paul Bearer got shot in a fridge.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah that was better. <laughs> that was much better.
0: And Kane when Edge murdered. <laughs> yeah, if you, you
1: know, broken hands are rubbish compared to murder. But, yeah, yeah. It, let's get back yeah. to let's get, get up to the real
0: stuff. Well, speaking of the murder, we'll move well, on to indeed. the uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was like my edge wins. Then we get an advert for JBL on SmackDown, and Judgment Day 2004 is the next pay per view where it's JBL versus Eddie.
1: And this is interesting, Because right? <laughs> this is JBL's an absolute nobody at this,
0: point, yeah,
1: he's. he's as a gimmick, it's quite new, I think, isn't it? Here.
0: He was like, at WrestleMania, right? was he? So it's literally just after WrestleMania.
1: So he, he he's still just one of the acolytes, really, to a lot of people at this point, and this is the build up to him <laughs> dethroning Eddie Guerrero. Well, yeah, I think that
0: happened in the in the summer when he actually wins the. Yeah, so the I don't fight. think
1: he ha- I don't think it happens at today, but it happens no. soon afterwards. But yeah, yeah, right. This this is a bit like the Jinder Mahal thing where they go, this guy is suddenly a main event guy and everyone has to go, okay. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> J- with JBL, like, nah.
0: <laughs> well, he did the thing with that draft. I think the last pick of the draft was Heyman got drafted to Raw. So the next, well, well actually, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to the main event. But yeah, <laughs> so that was the, um yeah, that was that match and we're on to the main event now. So you look back at WrestleMania, obviously Benoit makes Triple H tap out at WrestleMania and you get the the, the the you know the classic moment with Eddie and Chris Benoit in the ring and the celebrations and um, so post WrestleMania we get the announcement of the draft lo- lottery um, a Triple H gets drafted to SmackDown which was a kind this of the big
1: is, this whole thing is so
0: <laughs> the big the big shock thing so the next night well the Thursday night on SmackDown Kurt Angle comes out because Paul Heyman got drafted to uh, to Raw as well for SmackDown Heyman was the SmackDown GM. So there's no GM on SmackDown. Angle comes out and announces that he's the the GM now. And his first act as GM is to trade Triple H back to Raw. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, in um, in exchange for the Dudley Boys of Brick Sea.
1: It's so like if they'd literally just said we're gonna do a rematch of the WrestleMania match, everyone would have been like Okay, it's a bit lazy, but fine. Yeah. This whole moving of people between <laughs> brands to get back to the match that you wanted is so. It was a good match
0: on that draft locker room. I think I can't remember. Is it Either Heyman or Bischoff makes a match where it's Triple H versus Eddie for the title. I think it's probably the only time. They, well, they might have wrestled when they came in. Is the, the whatever they were the uh, the radicals back in there? Yeah. But that might yeah. yeah. be the only match they ever had is a. Uh, two sort of major single wrestlers with Eddie yeah. and Triple H. But yeah, so so basically Triple H, the next week after, he's back on Raw straight away. But um Shawn Michaels, when Triple H got drafted to SmackDown, Shawn Michaels went to Bischoff and said, like, I want to be drafted to SmackDown as well, because Shawn Michaels still wanted Triple H, basically. And Bischoff says, no, 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 I'll, you know, to make you stay, I'll give you the main event of Backlash, it's you in Benoit. But then when Triple H comes back, he manages to sort of struggle on Bishop into sticking him into the main event as well. So they end up getting the the triple threat. And then Triple H has is issues, obviously the matches with, with Shelton Benjamin, but then sort of leading into the when Triple H is kind of sidetracked with Benjamin, you're getting Benoit and Michael was against Flair and Orton or Flair and Batista. So it all kind of the last match, I think the last night before the pay-per-view is evolution versus um Basically all the faces, Benoit, Michaels, yeah. Benjamin and Foley. So again, like we said earlier, shot and Benjamin was properly being pushed to Yeah, being he, was, a, he
1: was right right in with the yeah. The main event with,
0: here, wasn't he? With the top guys. Um so yeah, so we get to this match. And I mean I don't really remember WrestleMania um, that match, to be honest. It's one of those matches you know, it's, it's you're gonna go twenty five minutes, 20, 25 minutes. It's gonna have for all the... Again, we were recording this a, a few days after Triple has announced his in-ring retirement. Indeed, he, yes. He yeah. may have come back and beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but getting his win back from whenever it was uh, a few know, years ago.
1: If he's going to come back and beat anyone at WrestleMania, it'll be Cody Rhodes. So yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? If that has happened, then... Uh... <laughs> That'd be, that would be quite incredible. That was the... Uh... That was a gimmick all the way along, that he comes back and beats Cody at WrestleMania. <laughs> He's
1: uh, <laughs> long-term storytelling.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this is that period where people say this is the kind of, like, the, the reign of terror. And, the, and again, most rules did start with a good 10, 15 minutes of Evolution, Triple H, doing the promos. Um, but, I've been, I I before I started having a proper... Uh, job and trying to go to university and stuff. I was going through watching back all the old rules. and in that kind of early 2000, 2001 time period before he got the injury when he was him in Austin in that tag team, he was carrying a lot of the stuff, Triple H and again, he's putting on some pretty good matches with Jericho, with The Rock and with all those yeah, kind he, of people. So look, uh,
1: The Reign of Terror I think is uh, was a thing. Like he, he held down a lot of people but what he was doing was good a lot of the time that's the, like it's you can't ignore the fact that he was having good matches and he was a good yeah. character etc but yeah th- there's obviously uh, a lot more behind the scenes stuff there but like well that wrestlemania match the the triple threat at, at mania he was superb in that like, yeah. and he didn't need to take the submission there but he could have made Michaels do that and, uh, and he didn't. And uh, I, I don't like Triple <laughs> H. I've, I've said that before. But, yeah. and, and, and this this era is the bit where he's at his worst. But like he did do he was always good in the ring. And he did. Uh, he did do a lot for people when he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And it I suppose it's slightly unfortunate that the one person he really did the biggest job to was Chris Benoit, who yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he can't really go and go, Well yeah, I put him over.
0: <laughs> yeah. When was the Booker C match? Was that the year after this or was this the
1: It's two thousand and six, isn't it? Is but, it okay? Yeah. It yeah. A, couple, a couple of years down the line. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: There's actually a moment in this match where he pedigrees I think it is Benoit and it and then goes to pin him about thirty seconds later. Yeah. And, and and Benoit kick or whatever I think Benoit kicks out. But yeah, that's the point where Booker T just lies there for 30 Yeah. Yeah. Takes the pin. So uh yeah. Maybe, maybe we're not quite in the uh, the worst stage of Triple H at this point. No,
0: no, no. But it's some good stuff with I think there's obviously the ref bump. It's gotta be a ref bump, aren't there in a world title match. And then Hebner comes down.
1: I tell you, Mike Yoda takes a hell of a bump here, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. he sells it like. But it looks like he's been absolutely killed. He's, he's he's superb here, and then and and it is brilliant that they then bring out Hebner in Canada. Yeah, it's, it's it is great. This it, it, it And I'd actually forgotten this. Yeah. Think, to Canada as part of this this match. i because
0: then soon after uh, Michaels puts a sharpshooter on Benoit as well, doesn't he? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's quite, what's really funny is that, like up until that point. They haven't been anti-Shawn. Like uh, there's actually a guy who keeps holding up a sign that says "I forgive you, Shawn." Um, and the crowd generally being like, there was no booing of Sean when he came out. And then there is a point where that when he goes to put on the sharpshooter, that's it. That, and again, all planned, all brilliantly done. Yeah. To to get Benoit over more than anyone else. And uh, but yeah, it's 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 actually really superbly played from start to finish. This match.
0: Yeah. And you get your you get the. The Triple Eight, uh, Sean Michaels goes for a table and you get the, the sledgehammer and all the all the, all the traditional, uh, traditional the, little spots. The,
1: the bit where Sean goes through the table is, like, again, so I was talking earlier about what was Randy Orton hoping would happen when he arcade okay, someone. What was Sean Michaels going for when I know, he, yeah. <laughs> he launched? Because he launches himself about four feet over everybody involved. But bloody hell, he takes a good bump, doesn't he? Like, yeah. it is. Uh, it is very impressive.
0: There's a couple of bits. So I think why well, we end up with I think Shawn Michaels taps out to the Sharpshooter, but there's a kind of bit where Triple H is trying to reach. So there's always almost the yeah. element yeah. still kind of trying to work together to kind of.
1: Is it, the the way they um they build this match around the Sharpshooter generally actually is very yeah true. like I, it, it's the sort of thing that I again I don't watch it in much detail anymore, but I don't they don't do that level of storytelling anymore no uh, th- this was a link to something that happened this was what seven years beyond the screwjob so yeah you know, there was no need for them to really bring it in but yeah they were still they still cared about a bit of wrestling history
0: that's the thing point. yeah i don't think now generally again i'm not probably not I'm just old ground but i think now they don't really care about that kind of thing no they didn't need they, to
1: they, 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 yeah, exactly that's that's the problem isn't it they just
0: Again, You're back in the old
1: days,
0: out. yeah. Back, back in the old days. Speaking as the old man, they used to have to sell a pay per view.
1: No, we don't do. No, no, because everyone's, everyone's paid. Th- everyone's got a network. Everyone's got yeah. A peacock, like yeah, you, so, you don't have. You don't have to sell pay per view at all.
0: No, and you've been, you've been paid in advance for the TV deals and the stuff in Saudi Arabia and all that kind of stuff. So why, if you don't need to try,
1: yeah,
0: why, why, why bother? <laughs> i mean some people would say you know that you got some sort of uh, artistic kind of self-respect and you kind of want to put on a a decent product but if you don't need to
1: well that's certainly not something that applies to wwe the no like, they, they are they clearly don't care about that at the moment no but and, and 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 it's a shame because actually you look back and look at things like like this and they were putting the effort into the storytelling of this No, right? they, yeah. they, they really were right and uh they were good when they tried to tell decent stories and uh, and link people together, but they have uh they've stopped that. I mean, you know, it's a shame it's a shame that we're looking at Chris Benoit as the uh, the pinnacle of this at this point. But
0: uh Yeah. Like we be you know, Benoit does win wins with the sharp sure and then we we spoke before we started the show that they shows <laughs> his family in the crowd that show his wife and his kids and
1: yeah why again we discuss this why have they like the, the stuff yeah. that they've taken off the network why have they not taken off the bit where benoit is celebrating and you've seen Nancy benoit and, and her son yeah with like that it just it's awful it's it, it, it's incapable unless you literally know nothing about chris benoit at all yeah it's you cannot watch that and not feel horrible, I don't think. I don't understand why they haven't taken that off. It yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's seems a very easy thing for them to take off. And uh, as you said, <laughs> they've taken off his name. I, I think, as you said, of this Yeah. Th- this match is described as... What was it you said is described triple as...
0: Triple H and Shawn Michaels competing in a triple threat <laughs> match.
1: Exactly, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, so we can make that effort, but we can't delete yeah. the uh, the vision of and that's a bit yeah. her son yeah it's just feel a bit a bit weird
0: yeah. yeah but it
1: but it this this whole thing is the uh the sort of the dichotomy of Benoit like it's a great match this like he as I hate triple threat matches generally they they're always one person gets smacked to the outside and lies there for 27 minutes whilst everyone else does this but they actually make this really good they there's actually a couple of moments where Benoit looks like he's going back into the ring and he actually smacks Michaels a couple of times to make sure he's actually going to be incapacitated so he can get yeah. back to the like he, like he is an absolute master of his craft. He just also murdered his, yeah. <laughs> his wife and child. So it, it's, it's so hard to, to analyze anything, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Again, okay, Yeah. It is it's a shame when you go back, cause there's always this massive asterisk and there's always this kind of like, you know, um, but what did you think of the show? On the whole, I mean, again, I, I picked this show because I, I didn't really remember. It. And I looked through and there wasn't on this week. This kind of stood out mainly because of the the main event and the the Foley-Orton match.
1: That, and those are the two, like, between the two of them. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of too many WWE pay-per-views around the time they had two matches as good as this on the same show. Yeah. Um. I, 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 again, the Orton Foley match feels like a WrestleMania match. It feels like a a really prime pay-per-view match and it's on this backlash. Yeah. Um, And the Benoit Michaels Triple H match is, uh, it's only not as good. I I, I think the WrestleMania match is better, but this is also still a superb match. Yeah. So when you've got those two matches on there, you can't say it's a bad pay-per-view, can you? No. But there's also a lot of Eugene. So... uh, <laughs> I don't, well, don't,
0: don't know what you can say about it. Yeah, yeah, and again, I mean the the culmination of the sort of Trish Jericho Christian storyline, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was it was well again. I think the the, the main matches which you kind of you mentioned were stand out and they were quite memorable matches. So for that point it, of view, I think it was a good choice by me. I think
1: there's <laughs> probably there's probably more. <laughs> there's probably more good wrestling on this than on much of the other stuff that you force on other people. So, <laughs> and, and yeah. I would like to point out that, you know, the, the only reason I was put on this one is because I missed the, uh, yeah. the I, I had COVID at the time. So, you know, I was, was forced to, to accept this, but I think I've done quite well.
0: Yeah, you've not done too bad. It like, yeah, like,
1: too.
0: I mentioned it before, but when we, when I, when I came up with this sort of schedule, I just put all the date, all the, shows up on Twitter and said, right, you first come first served. So and Dan got left of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have been worse, mate. Could have been yeah, worse no
1: apparently so, yeah, apparently so.
0: Yeah. Um so should we should we go through Uncle Dave's ratings for the uh yeah Go the yeah.
1: Okay. on
0: then. So um Shelton Benjamin versus Rick Flair got two and a half stars.
1: Okay. That, that seems a little bit low, I'll be honest. I thought I enjoyed that.
0: Um coach versus Jury got half a star.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh, Jericho versus Trish and Christian got three and a quarter stars.
1: That's yeah, I, I actually think that's fair because the bits where Christian and Jericho were in the match, they were excellent. Uh,
0: Victoria versus Lita got three quarters of a star. I mean,
1: <laughs> that seems low, but
0: yeah, considering <laughs> well, I was gonna say. yeah, Orton versus uh, Foley got four and a half stars. Yeah, Okay. Fair enough tag match got a star, which is a quarter of a star more than Victoria yeah. versus Lita. Yeah,
1: so that I, I that I'm not accept at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Kane versus Edge got a star as well.
1: Yeah, again, I don't think that deserved yeah. anything at all. Though.
0: No, and the main event got four and a half stars too, yeah. so yeah. he got it about right there, I think. Well, apart from the, yeah,
1: I the think tag it's match und- and the I Kane d- match. I think he's undersold Victoria and Lita,
0: actually. that's Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that, yeah he's undersold that match, but... I mean, it's Dave on that side. So next week we shall be covering. Uh, we spoke about uh, Glenn Abbott a few times on this show, mainly in the fact that he's quite old, but <laughs> he's joining me to cover Extreme Rules 2012, which was Brock Lesnar's first match back in WWE after his long hiatus.
1: Is that the one where he kills John Cena?
0: He does, but he well, we don't give away spoilers. But I know. Uh, So So, on that match, we've got uh, Randy Orton versus Kane.
1: Um, So so it's what, eight eight years beyond, we've still got the same people.
0: Brodus Clay versus Dolph Ziggler. Nice, nice. (laughs) Uh, Cody Rhodes, the current WWE champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Against the Big Show, the current AEW champion. (laughs) (laughs) Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, Ryback versus Two Jobbers. (laughs) Uh, CM Punk versus Jericho in a Chicago street fight uh, Layla versus Nikki Bella for the <laughs> Divas title and then John Cena versus Brock Lesnar in the Extreme Rules match so there's plenty to talk about next week there. Eh? absolutely, yeah, sounds good um, Dan, I think you mentioned earlier on where we can find you but if you'd like to plug your uh... Twitter
1: account again. Yeah, no, my Twitter account is at Wrestling Rhymes. And uh, I also write things for com. So uh, go and visit that. It's uh, the statistics-based site. Which, and have you
0: appeared on any other podcasts recently? have done a couple uh, of?
1: Yes, so I've, I've been on a, a podcast with uh, with Sam talking about uh, the um, Cody versus Darby Allen four-match run so uh yeah go and check that i should forget what the link is for that one i'm a terrible <laughs> pro, terrible promo myself but uh if you uh if you go to my my twitter feed you will nice
0: well thank you very much for coming back i'm sure we'll be back again at some point um god knows what we'll talk about then
1: i hope so i i i think we should look like l- do a really obscure stardom oh, well. wrestling thing that, that, i think that's what i should do i'll
0: let you pick next time and we can <laughs> yeah we can try and broaden my horizon slightly uh you know where we are at bang bang podcast thanks for listening in thanks for supporting the show and um yeah thank you very much everybody so obviously this time around i'm getting the guests to pick last time it was uh a wrestler's theme tune, and it could be any. What did you pick last time? you remember?
1: Oh, oh no, I picked the DX theme tune because it was oh, okay, the, right. the, D- the D- Generation X.
0: Uh... Yeah. So now I'm asking people to pick a current wrestler's theme
1: to play us out on. So I'm going uh... to go with Sting because I I think that the his music would be absolutely perfect be- Yeah.
0: so that this thing ain't